I would like to begin the episode by thanking Miko Holopainen, Eldon Hill, Aoi Akuma Nome, Ben Gluckman, and Joseph Chapman. All these people kindly went to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, and you might have done this, or you might be considering doing that. Uh, it is a way for you to support this show and other shows on the network and get cool stuff in return. Thank you to all those people and everybody who uh, has been so generous. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Doug Leaf. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Batman Arkham City, which is an open world action game developed by Rocksteady Studios and published by Warner Brothers for Last Gen Systems in 2011. And as you heard, we are joined by a guest. Thank you for joining us, Doug. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Doug is uh, a supporter. Doug is a patron. And Doug, actually, so everyone who's like, man, you guys should do Arkham, Arkham City, you have Doug to thank. Yes. Uh, this was Doug's pick. Um, so, yeah, Doug, uh, what? Uh, why Arkham City? Other than just that it's good. Yeah. Like, we, we'll talk about that. It is a good game. But, yeah, I, uh, I had a couple of criterion when it came to picking a game. Uh, it had to be a game that, um, besides loving it and being great, it had to be a game that I uh, was... A, willing to go through yet another replay of, uh, and B, one that I'd be able to talk about cogently if I didn't make it all the mm. way through a replay. Yeah. Uh, just because I, uh, uh, as we talked about off air, I just had a baby and I knew that was coming. So I thought, well, I better be able to say something about this game if, if uh, my game time drops to zero, which it mostly has since yeah. it was. <laughs> so, um, but it, it the is the ultimate an, game. It's a wonderful game, and I actually I've been with my older kid. I've been watching a lot of uh, Batman the animated series Ooh. lately. So I've I've had bats on the brain. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I that's a, that's my relationship with Batman as well. Where I like go through long periods of time where I'm like, me and Batman, we don't even talk anymore. And then uh, I'll just be like, oh yeah, Batman. You'll be going through some belongings, and you'll find an old photo, an old think, battering. <laughs> you find, you yeah. find an old battering, and you think, I man, I hope his number still works. I hope he's still okay. And then I drunk dial him, <laughs> and I'm like, you got a butt that won't quit, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Riddle me this: What have you done with my art? <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I, I uh, will go through, and then I'll go through like a Batman phase. Like I rewatched all the Christopher Nolan movies like a few months ago because hmm. I was just feeling some Batman. Um, and I was very happy to revisit this, yeah. which is my favorite Batman game. Yeah, it is uh, incredibly good. In fact, I would say it is the best superhero game outside of uh, Marvel Spider-Man for PS4. 
And I almost picked that one too, but I thought oh, it's too recent. So I'll, I'll go back ah, to Batman Arkham uh, City. Yeah. Someone else has asked to, to sponsor the Spider-Man game. And me and Jeremy did that very long podcast on it. So mm-hmm. it's not that we couldn't do it with Cole, but it's just kind of, you know, hard to, uh, I don't know if I'd have new things to say. about it, it's it. It's not fun to do. It's not fun to pot again. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, just, no, it would be a little bit more in, in detailed, but me and Jeremy covered most of the bases. So yeah. if you want mm-hmm. a like weird backdoor, uh, uh, a real weird backdoor pilot for when Cole dies, <laughs> and I have to carry on the show with Jeremy <laughs> for, for when Cole dies through mysterious scalding from head to toe. Yeah, yeah. When, when a mysterious former lover uh, <laughs> whose name rhymes with Rat Ran, uh, <laughs> I take out the. No, I don't want to have Cole killed by Batman. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Batman, do it. This is one rule. It, against his code, his one, his one, the Cole code. <laughs> his one code is not to kill Cole. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Batman would never kill. No, Batman wouldn't kill anybody on this podcast. I feel like. Yeah. I, I also, I mean, we don't do crimes. If I do crimes, <laughs> they're low-level crimes. Yeah, and I'm actually an attorney in real life, so so crimes would get me in a whole lot of extra trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd be Batman by the system. <laughs> you, you, I could be you, yeah, That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Batman wouldn't maybe wouldn't kill us, but he would uh, give us a sickening, like backbreaking punch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah he he, awfully, he comes awful close. Like, yeah. like I won't kill you, but I might give you a concussion that will ruin the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> most of your functions were going to be fulfilled by bags and tubes. Yeah. I imagine a lot of these people bleed out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, th- this game is a direct sequel to Arkham Asylum, which we covered a couple years back. Um, and uh, the events of that game, uh, you know, were took place in a prison and asylum in ruins. Um, since that game happened, since when they put together uh, an asylum, you know, jokers are about <laughs> the city uh, kind of came up with this plan and not just the city. There's intrigue to this as well, which we'll discuss, uh, which cordoned off a section of the city slums and converted it into a prison. Uh, think Escape from New York. Yes. And uh, things go very, very wrong. Uh, of course they do. Yeah. Like, you can't have Prime City. There are idiots. jokers about. <laughs> yeah, there are joker, there's still jokers about, yeah. folks. And again, uh, just jumping in here as an attorney, my, my actual job is to represent municipalities. <laughs> and this oh. thing is a, like, it's a bar exam worth of problems. <laughs> it actually <laughs> creates something like this. We don't need to go into it. But just watching, this is the first time I've come back to the game and actually that kind of occurred to me. Like, oh, the, the eminent domain problems alone would be <laughs> <laughs> staggering. The, the, like that's a dlc <laughs> red, red tape adventures there's a lot of papers please to from city eminent domain and the domain sounds like a lot of action to it even though i know it's just like laws but eminent domain it sounds like a magic card <laughs> yeah uh so this isn't just a direct sequel uh you know in story you know the, the events follow it's a direct sequel mechanically um you know it takes a lot of the uh mechanics of arkham asylum one might even say all of them and either reuses them or expands upon them or refines them so Mm -hmm. because we talked about arkham asylum a couple of years ago we're not going to go super into detail on that this episode is mostly going to focus on what is different um at least in the generalities part Mm -hmm. so this will make a companion with the arkham asylum episode you should check that out as well if you haven't yes um, so kind of uh, just the basics. Uh, this is a third-person game uh, where you explore with kind of very light Metroidvania elements, um, less so than the previous game. Right. Um, where uh, through kind of getting evolving gear and skill trees and such, you are able to access different portions of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the free flow combat system comes back, 
and there is, I would say, kind of a greater emphasis and a little bit more freedom in terms of uh, predator sections or stealth sections. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Free flow is the is the combat system that I think has had the biggest influence outside of this series, um, mm. and it kind of reaches a, a, a height here. Uh, just because of the ways that they improve the animation and improve how fluid things can be. It's hard to point to like one marquee thing that shows how they improved it. Uh, you know, example, like you can counter multiple blows at the same time um, in order to kind of make the system fit together better. The number of individual combat animations is double here compared to what mm -hmm. it was in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for people who don't know at all, just in, like, real basics, we're not going to go into the detail about it, but this is that combat system you may have seen in, like, Middle-Earth, those Middle-Earth games, um, where it is just kind of, you're, you will tap uh, an attack button, um, you're not supposed to button match, but you can, and uh, your, you know, your little Batman on the screen will just kind of figure out who to punch next. Yeah. And this is interspersed with counters. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a timing to all those things, perfect hits and perfect counters that allow you to build a combo meter that unlocks different moves. And that's kind of the basics. Right, right. And things speed up as your counter, as your um, uh, combo meter gets higher. And this is something you will be spending a lot of time doing in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, more so than I, than I remembered of this. Like, it's, it's funny, like playing this again, like I still, like, you know, I loved it. Like this is still my favorite Batman game. Um, the, uh, there's a lot of missions that are like, you go to a place to do a doodad. Um, and there just happened to be some cry, some roustabouts criming around. <laughs> Were you about to say crime men? <laughs> crime men roustabouting around, um, doing some crimes, uh, just hanging around there. And you just have to, like, I, I have to put four people in traction before I can touch this doodad. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is this, like, there is, like, a modular sense to this game. It is less modular than Arkham Asylum, though. Yeah. Like, there are more things where it's just, like, fight and then you can do the thing. Um, it's a little bit more free than that. But it's still fairly, like, constrained in that way. Mm -hmm. which is interesting. It's one of those things like we were talking a little bit in the green room about Arkham Knight, which is a game I don't like very much, but I do think that it does kind of a better job by, I mean, it, it, it's lots of like getting the data and doing the uplinks, but there's a little bit more freedom when they add the, the Batmobile, at least there's this kind of like fourth mode yeah. to what you're doing. The one um, thing I know that, that does kind of change about that though, is that because you have this open world, um, structure, you do have a little more freedom in terms of the way you approach various situations and take guys out. And if you get into trouble, you can kind of get away and regroup and then mm -hmm. try again, as opposed to Arkham Asylum, when you would be just, you're locked in this corridor with, you know, 12 guys and you have to just take them out in a, in a melee. Yeah. The, the well, open world aspect of this does huge favors for the predator system, I believe. Because well, I was just about to bring that up yeah yeah because if it was just hey you're in another kind of you know vaguely rectangular arena with gargoyles around uh you know to jump around and such uh it would feel very samey here though you know when you have uh people kind of talking uh usually saying the b word about catwoman um <laughs> you know out right. in the city you can kind of pick your approach and because predator the predator gameplay is all about like singling people out and figuring out how to get figuring out how to get the first mover advantage that um kind of openness and especially the height differentials give you a lot of really interesting ways to approach these situations mm -hmm. Almost any combat encounter you can treat as a predator section. Right. Every predator section you cannot. It's like squares and rectangles. Like 
every predator section can't just be a combat brawl because they introduce stakes and hostages and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, every every regular combat section, you can at least get a couple. You'll at least get the upper hand and kind of an alpha strike uh, on it. And then uh, and then move into a regular combat thing. So that's a, that's one of the huge advantages of this as an open world. Agreed. Um, you also get some kind of new and improved gadgets. Uh, we're going to talk about those as they get introduced. But um, in kind of like broad terms, there are more of them mm-hmm. than the previous game. There are a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, you have this like really ridiculous kind of little select wheel uh, by the end using the D-pad. That I- is just you carrying a lot of things on that belt. I'm of two minds about this, actually, because I love having a lot of options, you know, like, you, you know, it gives you options for expression, right? Like in, mm-hmm. in the in the play, especially with the quick fire gadget system, like, you know, it's it's good. It gives it gives you lots of lots of variables to, uh, to, to, to to mess around with. However, I think there are so many gadgets at points. I forget that I have stuff that would be really useful in a given situation. Mm. That and there were quite a few that I just hardly ever touched at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't use the electro gun very much. Right. The um yeah, I agree. I, mm-hmm. I think that um the one thing about that though is that uh when a new one would get introduced and I would find a utility I liked, mm-hmm. I would kind of use it for a while and then swap over to something different. Yeah. You know, like once it was introduced. Um so that kind of had this this feeling a little bit of like getting a new gun mm-hmm. uh in a shooter game, like just having a new new kind of toy to play with until something new came along. Yeah. It wasn't about necessarily mixing up my old ones. Um, the game incentivizes that you get more experience points, you get experience point bonus for like using a lot of different gadgets. Mm-hmm. But the game also has a what I consider to be like a really, really smart tutorial system. Yes. Um, and it is, you know, tutorial might be even like a, a weak word for what it does. If there's like a boss where there's a gimmick that's like one of your gadgets, I think it knows that it has so many gadgets that it's just going to remind you. Yeah. It's yeah. going to say, hey, here's the quick fire for the thing you need to do for this boss fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, ordinarily, I would wrinkle about that just because it seems like you should leave that as a, a puzzle for the player to solve. However, like I have so many things that are just, uh, you know, I have my uh, grappling hook, but I also have my line launcher. <laughs> um, you know, I have a lot of things that have duplicate function and it is a little bit arbitrary which one will work on which enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll fight a new boss and it'll be like, oh, this guy's susceptible to the electroshock, but not to the freeze grenade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, OK, just yeah. tell me which one it is. Yeah. You know, it's not going to change what I'm doing in my hands that much. Um, and it's not really a puzzle when you have multiple keys that will unlock it like that. Yeah. Um, you know, oh. or it is, it, it would be a puzzle, but they don't want to do those kind of like half the animations for both things, yeah. things like that. Ultimately, oops, all gadgets is not necessarily that devastating of a criticism, but it is something that I ran into where it felt like a problem of discoverability or like interface or experience design more, yeah. more than anything. But they do, you know, if something is crucial or imperative, they will call your attention to it. Yeah. Like even down to like that. if you're walking around like a dummy and you can't find a way forward, Batman will just say, you know. I should probably use my line launcher to get, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is his internal monologue uh, <laughs> saying what he should probably do. Yeah. Um, one of the big criticisms of Arkham Asylum uh, is that you play the entire thing in skeleton mode <laughs> using detective vision. Um, that has been changed a little bit. Um, it's not useful uh, or it's not advantageous to use this in combat. Um, it makes the world geography uh, or geometry look you know, hard to, to kind of see. And it makes uh, combat not look, you know, it makes it harder to follow, blurs it. Yeah. So uh, you don't want to spend the entire game in skeleton mode, which is great for immersion. Yeah. Um, because that's silly. Even though they do some cool Easter eggs in skeleton mode, and skeleton mode is still very useful. Yes. I, I still found myself using it a lot in combat mode anyway, just because it would tell me who has a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when you've got a huge crowd around you, and you know the the enemies like the, the like those encounters are dynamic. Like they mm-hmm. will go and grab stuff, or like when you when you you know disarm somebody, somebody else will pick that gun up. 
Um, yeah. It's actually really ingenious. So yeah, I would find myself popping it on in combat, but mostly for like just like a situational check in more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and I love all the different ways they do to signal that stuff other than just uh, detective mode. Like enemies have dishonored levels of wind up to fire a gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like it's like they're they're tamping down. They've got a rod. <laughs> And they're tamping down the flintlock pistol. Like, yeah. they just stand there and make a really loud cocking sound. <laughs> take a really long time to aim. Like, the, the game is not going to get the drop on you with a gun. Yeah. Which I really like. Um, but you can also check and get the drop on them if you do, you know, what Doug was talking about and get the uh, the skeleton mode for a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the headline feature. You know, we've alluded to this a couple of times, but Arkham City is an open world game. Um, in a way that you would recognize, you know, um, Asylum had you know, pretty strict control over where you could go. You would be locked into particular rooms. It, it so many you, hallways. Yeah, so many hallways, so many vents disguising loading screens and things like that. Here, you're you're in a section of, of, of Gotham, like you're on city streets getting around. A big section. Yes. You know, which, which does wonderful things, like for most aspects of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the uh, we talked about the combat bit like uh being able to approach situations like you don't just like sometimes they do that when you're in the dungeons in this game you'll walk into a room and the enemies are already aggroed mm-hmm. and it, it's like time for a fight but usually when you're on the world and oftentimes even when you're inside these uh indoor locations which are also bigger mm-hmm. than they were in arkham asylum you have a, a freedom to choose your approach another thing is just it looks better mm-hmm like this is actually this is something that was a problem I had with night where they got to the PS4 clutter generation as far as the streets just being absolutely full of trash. I think the the streets and the areas in this look great. Mm-hmm. Like this looks so uh, lived in and filthy and very very like uh, Gotham City to me. Yeah, like the way I imagine Gotham City. I mean, Escape from New York is actually a really good comparison that you made at the start there. Like, the, yeah. like this is Gotham City's bones, but the flesh has just been ravaged by the lawlessness of this prison, of this prison town. And the mm-hmm. ocean, to some degree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and just tons of Easter eggs, like the you know, posters and uh, flyers and stuff on the wall. Like, if you want to spend some time on the street looking at the kind of the details of these levels, like, they look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something, too, that this benefits as being an open world just because in an asylum, like, that's a good creepy location. But when they, you know, the whole thing about sitting an entire game there, you know, we praised that game when an inmate had made uh, a section of the asylum their own mm-hmm. and kind of changed how it how it seemed a little bit. Here, there's tons of that. Yeah. Like, you can go into a whole building and it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is Poison Ivy's building, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, she's made this into her, her own thing. This is the Mad Hatter's, like, little nest. he's made and he's redecorated it to look like this like you actually get a little bit of that um level reflecting a character Mm -hmm. stuff that we love so much that is like a from soft thing yeah um you get a little bit of that and it makes sense because this is uh another thing that the you know tying this in i'm sure you have this as a later point but just to make a segue the uh and you know good segues are when you say they're segues right yeah yeah. you can tell how they're happening um the the open world allows them to cram a lot more uh, characters in this, and having you know Batman, who arguably has the best rogues gallery in in comics, yeah, uh, you know perhaps only uh, rivaled by Spider Man, um, is really really wonderful. Like that's why you can have like a Poison Ivy zone, a Two Face zone, a Joker zone, you know, a Mad Hatter zone, a Mister Freeze zone, yeah. um, you and you can almost... get all these big personalities to express themselves. Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, you can almost feel that there was like a little disappointment with Arkham Asylum with people going like, oh, this is cool, but I wish you know this villain was there. And they're like, OK, well, how about if we gave you all of them? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. They're all here somewhere. You will run into them. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of cool about this open world that's interesting is it's kind of rare from what I've seen in open world games that it's very small as an open world. Like it's smaller than I think like Liberty City would be from GTA 3. You can mm -hmm. zip from one side of it to the other in this U shape in about three minutes. Um, but what it lacks in size, it makes up for in verticality and density yes. in a really mm -hmm. interesting way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like it's at Batman scale, whereas like Arkham Knight feels like it's a Batmobile scale, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Arkham Asylum is at uh, Batmite's scale. <laughs> is that the scale of an actual bat? The, the, the yeah, fly, it's, the it's, it's the little interdimensional <laughs> idiot that hangs out with Batman sometimes <laughs> and tries to trick him into saying his name backwards or some horseshit. <laughs> Come back, mate. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, the, you know, so I, having all of those villains there, um, it, it really benefits the open world aspect of this because there are like turf wars and things. And it actually oh, like, yeah. it, it highlights and it leans into something that I really love about Batman's rogues gallery, which is the villains are aware of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have relationships and they make they make schemes and they're double crosses and well, Batman well, isn't so much the fulcrum between them like they like they they just have they they, they uh, uh would destroy each other on their own, right? You can tell that, you know, if 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 you had never been interjected into this situation that there was some kind of plot moving forward between all of these different players, you mm -hmm. know, that you just stumble into already. Yeah. Mhm. Mm that that feels that makes you feel very alive and um, how good is it that uh, the majority of the dialogue you get from this are from like henchmen? Mm -hmm. So that's where those relationships come across. Like it is this weird, like crim on the street <laughs> perspective that you're mostly getting yeah. in this game. And they do that really, you know, they did this in uh, in Asylum too, if I recall, but having him, you know, uh, instead of having ambient music when you're flying around, having ambient dialogue of you tuning in on your little uh, watchdog style police scanner mm -hmm. onto everybody is just really smart. You know, some of these are, you know, I'm not, not going to say any of these are funny and a bunch of them are vaguely problematic. Like we alluded to everyone calling Catwoman, uh, you know, a, a bitch uh, earlier. So some of these are, are not great, um, but they are, there's a lot of character to them mm -hmm. and they really highlight that bit. You're talking about them having relationships. Like there's a lot of like, oh man, you know, uh, I heard Mr. Freeze was working with the Joker. You know, I don't think he is anymore. Like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know, like they're just like kind of stuck between this as well. <laughs> the crims, which makes it when you the more you think about Batman, the worse he is, which is one of those things about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's just like, oh, yeah, he does. definitely does take, uh, you know, people, criminal people in the justice system and beat the shit out of them. Right. Who right. are already imprisoned on the rig. <laughs> and, you then, know, it, and then the big turn of this game has you saving, saving all their lives. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because from somebody who wants to kill them rather than just put them in the hospital, which right, is what right. you want to do. Yeah. Like you can criminals cannot be doing anything. They can just be standing around. A Batman just comes and just cracks all their spines. <laughs> and it's just an unequivocally good act. Like you just get some experience for killing, you know, not killing, hurting these prisoners quite a bit. Yeah. For for, like, for oh, changing, for altering the course of their lives. Their skeletons. Yeah. Okay. For altering their skeletons. <laughs> the course of their skulls. <laughs> the um but just getting their perspective uh, through this is really great as far as knowing the the, the relationships between those those villains. Yeah. And I'm and um, I'm always going to be down for henchmen uh, work conditions mm -hmm. being presented in, uh, in, 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 you know, sci-fi media Absolutely. like this. Yeah. It's almost an Austin Powers kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it also comes up in Venture Brothers, mm -hmm. right? The um, uh, another thing that open world game does is give you this really fun traversal. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, this game, uh, previous, I think to, uh, 
Spider-Man was my favorite way to get around in like a superhero game mm-hmm. by quite a bit. Um, and uh, for a second, I was like, oh, Spider-Man took a lot from this. And I was like, oh, no, Spider-Man took a lot from Spider-Man. No, this <laughs> took a lot from the PS2 Spider-Man right. uh, game. But the um, the way that you glide around, they somehow make gliding, which is a fairly passive uh, form of flight, really kind of exciting by adding this grap- uh, grapnel boosting Mm-hmm. Uh, mechanic to it, which you do have to earn, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah. But uh, once you have it, you can actually get through the city very quickly and very smoothly. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of adds this little mini game of like when you're gliding, looking around for your points of grapple mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to continue, you know, as smooth as you possibly can. Yeah. Boosting off of grapple points to give yourself more altitude and momentum and mm-hmm. then maintaining that by doing this dive bombing, alternating between dive bombing and uh, pulling up, which I swear to God, somebody just said, oh, Super Mario World's cape was pretty fun. Why don't we do that in mm-hmm. 3D? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very fun to get around in this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they thought about including the Batmobile because, hey, it's Batman. Uh, but they decided, ah, let's not do that because it's not going to work with the way we want to design the city. So probably a plus. I'm happy they put the city first and not the uh, not the mechanic that they toyed around with. Yeah, it would it would be it would be ridiculous to have the Batmobile in this this small of a space. Yeah. Because um, as you mentioned, it is relatively small, but there are also um, kind of large indoor dungeons, mm-hmm. um, some of which you revisit um, uh, that are all like pretty interesting. So this museum, this steel mill, um, things like that, and they're a little bit like the dungeons from Asylum, but again, they have a little bit more personality to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like this is a real weird like that that asylum had a lot of indoor rooms with gargoyles. Yep. <laughs> which is a pretty pretty weird flex. Like the William Simone like Sky Mall catalog that Arkham was ordering from to decorate the interior you, of his building. Do you think Bruce Wayne just kind of donated a bunch of gargoyles, gargoyles with like with contract writers on them saying, Hey, these gargoyles have to go inside. Please don't that ask any spacing. questions. Yeah. yeah. Like well, what are they going to do? Like free gargoyles? Hey, like they're not going to turn it down, you know. <laughs> if, if somebody gave me, if if Bruce Wayne, if, if a deranged millionaire came up to me right now and said, "Here's four gargoyles. You can have them for free, but you have to set them up in corners of my house," I'd say no. But if he said, "I'll install them," then I would say yes. Yeah, no. And I'd be fine with my my tiny little uh, apartment having four gargoyles for Batman in the corners. Well, if Batman was in a gargoyle in the corner of my apartment, he'd be face to face with me. <laughs> <laughs> my ceilings are low enough like very yeah. funny yeah <laughs> also there, there really wouldn't be any room for him up there he'd be kind of crammed up like a spider actually mm, yeah like spy, spider like some kind of spider batman yeah i would i would uh um modify the gargoyles to hold basketball hoops oh and i would do sick goth jams in my living room Ooh. yeah mm. um yeah uh, what else, what else about this? Uh, so the other thing the open world does is we do have uh, different territories in it. So not only do you have different biomes indoors, you also have bi- different biomes outdoors. Like it's like, oh, it's amusement mile. Well, this this seems like pretty obvious. The Joker was going to hermit crab in that place. No. Things like that, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives us more places for the uh, the the dreaded Riddler trophies. Ooh, yeah. If you think about uh, it, it's kind of meta in that the Riddler is the only one of Batman's Rose Gallery here that commits a crime against the player. <laughs> <laughs> crime against game design. The oh uh, there so the, the, they're they're everywhere. Um, and you on one hand, uh, you gotta you gotta hand it to him. You can't you, under no circumstances do you gotta hand it to him, but you gotta <laughs> hand it to him for finding lots of opportunities to secret them away. 
Um, however, this, I think, clangs against the open world. Um, you know, especially you know, for me, especially indoors, because navigation is hard. You will find what feels like either a significant location or a path forward on the critical path. And you'll get to the end of it and it'll just be fucking a Riddler trophy. Like, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Well, I sur sure wish I didn't chase this lead down because i kind of wanted to yeah advance the story that that's a big deal actually like thinking that you found the way forward and it just being a trophy and when that happened i contemptuously did not pick them up yes <laughs> like i just like i'm not doing you i'm not playing your stupid game you know <laughs> um the uh yeah that that is very frustrating because it, it fucks with the players like conservation of detail mm -hmm. you know heuristics like as a player like i just know okay i'm at a dead end uh i'm I'm going to look for a vent. Or I'm going to look for a vertical space. Uh, and you do so. And usually that rewards you with the way forward. Yeah. You know, but just having these kind of dead ends uh, sucks. It also sucks that there are ones that are Catwoman only. Um, and you'll see those and they kind of taunt you like they're out in the wild. Yeah. Uh, but you can't get to them yet. Uh, that's a bummer. It's a bummer when you are at climactic points of the game mm -hmm. um, where uh, time is literally, you know, lives are hanging in the balance <laughs> and you uh, run into one of these. Yeah. And you can just imagine Batman and, you know, not dealing with that. And they actually do have a unique dungeon in place for getting them, mm -hmm. um, which I watched on YouTube. Um, but the uh, so there actually is some real content there. It's not just a trophy thing. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that is a crime against the player, I think, is just that idea that it's not just, oh, you know, you get a trophy on PSN, mm -hmm. you know, and it's very easy you know, for. For most players, I think, to like not care about that if they don't like the task of, of collecting the dealie. Yeah. Um, but here it's like, well, I, you know, I'd like to do, you know, a, a Batman-esque encounter with the Riddler, one yeah. of his signature villains. It's a shame because I think that content is actually pretty good. The idea of like Riddler as this sort of Jigsaw-esque villain with people caught in contraptions is great. And the problem is just – and even the puzzles themselves – um, aren't that bad. Like, I think by and large, the individual Riddler challenges or puzzles that they throw at you are mostly okay, mm -hmm. but there's 400 of them. Yeah. And that's the mm -hmm. real, if they had pared it down to like 50 of them or something <laughs> manageable, then I think it would be better. And, and maybe it's that tension of, well, we want to fill this world with things for the player to do. So we have to have a lot of them. And, but if, if you're going to go through the trouble of getting all of them, gee, we want to reward you with something that makes it worth the while to do all of it. And it's just the numbers are out of whack. The ratio doesn't work with how much they want you to do versus what it takes to get that really cool little uh, – those little um, puzzle dungeons with uh, Riddler victims. It feels like there's a certain amount of gall to it. They're like, yes, we have 440 of these, and that's perfectly reasonable. Do them. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not, the, I'm not the crazy one here. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. The um, Yeah. And, and it's also, it's got to be said, how many of them are low effort nonsense? Yeah. Like, if they were all, like, like Doug's idea, like, if you had 50 of them, that's great. And have yeah. them be puzzles. Mm -hmm. You know, because some of these are puzzles, but a lot of them are just like, you know, throw my remote control battering through a hole. Yeah. And hit the button, you know, it, it's stuff like that that you have to do to traverse the levels anyway. So they're usually not tricks that, uh, you know, it doesn't require a lot of like brain work. Yeah, yeah. To get these things. And then later they're actual Riddlers. The Riddler starts giving you and they're like baby's first Laffy Taffy. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're not even Laffy Taffy Riddles. They're like Laffy Taffy Taffy Jr. <laughs> you know, like they're like they're the for babies, yeah, little baby Riddles. Extra soft and, for babies. You know, and, and he gets all mad. He's like, oh, I can't believe you solved that. And I'm like, of course I fucking solved the who walks and. <laughs> four legs in the evening bullshit man yeah come on dude um yeah it is it makes i kind of like the riddler as much as he's he's a dumb idea mm -hmm. uh, and i like the voice actor that they have for him in these games 
uh, generally. Max Headroom filter they put on him. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Like Max Headroom Joker. Uh-huh. Or, you know, give me that Riddler. <laughs> that sentence but the um yeah i i actually like that it's just not very fun to do the same they did the same thing in uh in night too in night if you get enough of them there's a good riddler mission yeah, yeah. kind of thing you'll do it's a boss fight and they gated the the true ending behind and they that. did gate the true Absolutely. ending yeah yeah at I'm least the they, they cut the number of riddles down but still it's it's mm. too many yeah the fucking gall <laughs> yeah and i love the red like i this is a random tangent but the last job i had before my current job um, my last day of work was halloween so (laughs) i came as the riddler Mm -hmm. um, Mm. pretty elaborate costume and it is very surreal to spend your last day at a job like going around shaking hands and thanking people (laughs) (laughs) law partners of law firm dressed as the riddler it was very (laughs) just a strange experience people ask where you're you're going next and you say ah yes a delectable answer you desire <laughs> yeah. Uh, what pisses once in the evening, once in the morning, and once right now? Me. <laughs> Here, take a picture of it and send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Off to the bathroom I go. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're bad, and we're not going to talk about <laughs> them very much. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so we alluded to Catwoman before Catwoman is added to this, um, and she is playable in the game by default if you buy it now, but the Catwoman content when this game was released was unnecessarily complicated for dumb business reasons. You only got the code for her DLC and content if you bought it new as a way to incentivize people buying it new. However, there was an exclusive deal with GameStop where if you bought a pre-owned copy, they would give you the code anyway. Who at the time was selling the most pre-owned games and kind of hurting the industry by doing it? GameStop. It makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's a little bit silly. She's uh it's I like her inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um she plays similar to Batman, but has a different kind of mechanical identity. Um kind of no gliding, uh, but a lot more jumping, um, kind of a different set of gadgets, yeah. um, which are all very potent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at first I didn't really put them together how good those were, but uh, this time I decided to really engage with them. Those caltrops, man. Caltrops are great. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and uh, and as we mentioned, lots of people call our names. Yeah, there's a, um, there's an awful lot of menace toward her specifically because she's a woman in a prison. It is yeah. not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also Robin. Uh, Robin is in these challenge rooms. Uh, he is able to do. They were going to add Robin generally. Uh, but they end up cutting him from the main game and adding him to challenge rooms and the DLC. Yeah. Um, at this point, and Robin also plays similar. It's similar. Yeah. No. He has a stick. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about this in the Arkham Asylum episode, but development on this game started while Arkham Asylum was still in progress. Like as Arkham Asylum was winding down, Rocksteady got real cocky and said, "Hey, we're going to move team members off of this onto our new game." Uh, and you can even see um, like plans for Arkham City in a secret room in the asylum. Uh, that secret room also alludes to Hugo Strange, which um, how long had it been between the last appearance of Hugo Strange and this game? Oh, yeah, long. He's, he's not necessarily one of the main movers and shakers. No, he's yeah. in the animated series quite a few. You know, he's a big animated series yeah. thing. Like we we didn't really specifically mention this, but I'm sure you mentioned in Asylum how. Mm-hmm. Much of this series owes to to Paul Denny specifically, yeah, and the the Batman animated series, and Hugo Strange was a big deal in that mm. um, from time to time. So I think that's what they're kind of going for, even though these are think, closer to Nolan verse versions of the characters, like they're right. grittier. 
Yeah. But I do think they pulled his voice actor as well from the animated series as they did for a lot of these characters. Yeah. 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 Um, so the idea, you know, get Batman out into Gotham but while still having that kind of uh, level design of Asylum. You know, if they'd just done the entire entire city of Gotham, um, I don't think that would necessarily work. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah. And like Doug said, um, they wanted to, you know, they, they, they wanted to maintain that density as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they just didn't want Batman. They want the player to be tempted to like there's there's no civilians in this game. Right. But there's rescue objects, mm-hmm. but there's no just like here's a here's a family walking out of a theater. <laughs> they just saw a Zorro. You can't just go up and break their spines, right. except for the kid, and send the kid off on a quest of vengeance to become <laughs> Bat Batman. <Could>, the- <laughs> you're just you're you're just seeding the field with with like potential future Robins. Yeah, <laughs> he's just planting Robins. I'm just planting Robins, Alfred. <laughs> Well, thirty-three percent of robins don't end up so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually true. But not great batting, uh, not great Batman average for robins. So, yeah. Oh man. Uh, so they expanded the team, you know, kind of cope with this larger uh, world, and you know, get the get the visual design of it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you read about the business side of this, it is really funny. So they spent $10 million in a whole year on this big campaign to market this to Call of Duty players, you know, because it was 2011 and Call of Duty wasn't just an outdated joke about games at the time. Um, So they have just like all this black and white imagery and viral stunts and they went to YouTubers and things. There's an amazing quote from the Wikipedia. Warner Brothers also developed toys based on characters through Mattel, Hallmark uh, greeting cards, Batarang shaped video game controllers, and a variety of apparel by Converse, Echo Complex, Sea Life, New Era, and Briefly Stated. I Briefly Stated at the end of that. Yeah. 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 Those toys are legit. Oh yeah, the uh, they're, they're pretty great looking. They they I remember because I, you know, used to collect toys and I still kind of uh, stay plugged into the Toyoverse. And I remember reading a review of the the gigantic Clayface. Uh, oh yeah, spoiler that they made for uh, for this game, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it's it's a great great looking toy. Nice. Um, they're good. Um, this game, uh, well, big hit, sold and reviewed really well. Considered to be one of the best games of 2011, and not and you know was largely considered to be the best superhero game until Spider Man came along. Yeah. Um, and people could still prefer this to, to Spider Man. I think I, I love Spider Man. They're very different though. Yeah. Um, this is this is exceeding. You know, playing this again after having played that, I was surprised by how well it came up. Mm-hmm. You know, being eight years afterwards. Yeah. Or seven years afterwards. Eight years, man. Like yeah. we both were playing this in the earliest days of WAF, Gary. Yeah. Like in our emails yeah. or texts back and forth, like talking about that. We were like, oh, I got Peng- I got the penguin. Holy shit, Dr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Freeze. He went to school. <laughs> yeah. The um, he actually is a doctor, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. The uh, the the thing with people being doctors or not in this game. You know, because Doctor, I keep wanting. Whenever I see Strange, I keep yeah. thinking Doctor Strange from Marvel. Already a thing, and he is a doctor. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is a doctor, but he just goes by Hugo. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. Uh, there's uh, a shitload of DLC for this game. Um, a lot yeah. of it is pre-order bonuses. Uh, you have things like costumes and challenge maps and things like that. We're going to be m- focused on the main campaign, Doug. If you have any experiences with the DLCs, or if there's anything in particular you want to call out um oh. obviously please please insert that but i don't I, I didn't really engage with that at the time or for this playthrough nor i uh the only dlc i i really did was the catwoman stuff if you can count that as a dlc and the uh harley quinn's revenge right i did i same like i did them the first time around though yeah. so i did harley's thing uh harley's thing 
I did Harley's it's thing the first time around. The uh, so we're probably just about to uh, to get into it. There's also a couple games. You know, this is a collection, right? So we um, there's a uh, Asylum, which came before this. There's an actual prequel mm-hmm. called Arkham Origins, which uses a lot of the same uh, area of Gotham and um, makes it uh, winter. Mm-hmm. You know, so it kind of season swaps it. Oh, this is still then, winter. Like the like cold is a huge part of this, and it's oh, always right. snowing. Yeah, well, it's it's, uh, it's in, snow. There's snowfall in uh, Arkham Origins. It's January. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, we think Arkham Origins actually takes place on. Yeah, I think this might be January. Arkham's Origins is on Christmas Eve. Hmm. I think, but it's a day where it's snowed enough to where there's snow on the ground oh, okay, and like yeah. slush and and stuff like that. Like it does look different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there's also a couple different set. It's not entirely the same section. There's a couple different set pieces. Like I know there's a big bridge that isn't in this, mm-hmm. that is an Arkham origin. So it's, it's close to the same, but not quite the same. And then, uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Uh, the self tank game. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get into it. And we mentioned the the version you can talk about, you can buy now, comes with the Catwoman DLC installed, which actually changes the beginning of the game. The cat, yeah. the Catwoman DLC was four little interstitial episodes. the uh, The version you can buy integrates them. So this starts with a little prologue that does feel a little bit out of place. And then when you find out, like, oh, this was DLC, yeah, uh, it makes a it makes a sort of sense. Yeah. So it opens up. You know, you've got uh, two two faces goons. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. autocorrect me. That goodness, I didn't yeah, prove you, you, that. Yeah, his, uh, the notes say two faces goodness. <laughs> two faces goodness are in Arkham well, City. Half of him. Yeah, yeah, half his goodness. Yeah, he's half good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick about his goons, does he dip half of his goon in acid? Because some of them, I don't know if it's a mask, but some of them have the half acid face as well. I, I think, I think maybe he, that's how he punishes them. Hmm. I can yeah, see what that a shitty job. <laughs> Can you imagine? You, you can play that game of which one of them would be worst to work for, and I, I don't know who wins on that. They all Ooh. seem pretty awful as employers. Yeah, who would be the best one to work for? Penguin, obvs. Oh, yeah, Penguin's real bad. Penguin. He's bad to his, his people, though. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I, he might be. That might be the answer, but I don't know how obvs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I, I, Ivy's not that great either. No, Ivy's. Ivy, uh, well, Ivy, you, you're a slave. You yes. don't. I don't work for her. Same thing with Mad Hatter. Um, Joker's not so bad. You get, get some Juggalo makeup, and then you just kind of, like, beat people up. Like, he doesn't, you know, willy-nilly kill his people that often. Yeah. Joker, weirdly, might be the best one, actually. He's capricious yeah. and unpredictable, but... in, a, well, in so, a, is, so is all these people. Yeah. 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 Who, who would you work for, Doug? God. Um that's a tough call. Maybe, probably, you're right. Probably the penguin, um, just because he does seem to kill his people with less capricious frequency. That's <laughs> <laughs> about all I could say for him. I, w- I wouldn't mind being one of Calendar, calendar Man's calendar kids. God, God damn it. I was going to say Calendar <laughs> Man because at least he's organized. Yeah, you just get to hang out in the basement and like hang out and just listen to listen to people talk listen about Easter days. eggs. <laughs> yeah, just listen to Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. If you shake this one, you can tell it's rotten. <laughs> Yeah, um, no. <laughs> but yeah, you got some, you got some two face goons, and they've got these Arkham City prisoner suits, and they're getting ready to rob rob a safe. Uh, this is Hugo Strange's safe, but Catwoman stops them. Yeah, 
Yep. And she grabs the, uh, the little USB memory card out of the safe, mm-hmm. uh, promising an entire game about finding and, and securing data, mm-hmm. uh, which luckily doesn't happen. Um, this has map data, is the specific type of data we're <laughs> securing at this point. Um, but Two-Face uh, puts a gun up to her head. Yes. Yeah. I like that this opens with that painting, too. I was, It's kind of amazing that they didn't build this into the main game because it's such a bookend to the end. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that tableau is is kind of pitch perfect for... For everything that's going to come what specifically is the painting of because i don't recall it's a painting of uh, uh it's a biblical painting i forget who the it's cain and abel i think and mm-hmm. uh cain uh, is holding abel's body in um out in the same position that uh the end of the game is in okay i don't know what you want to say about spoilers at this point but and, uh, we're eventually going to get to it people yeah people probably know <laughs> it's it's what it, the, the way that uh batman's carrying joker right it's yeah. the exact same image yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cain and Abel is a great little two-faced bit too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we switch to the actual beginning of the game. Um, these opening, uh, credits are run through with, with Hugo Strange kind of taunting, uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes. Uh, and, and, and Batman here. And we're cutting between that and Vicki Vale reporting about this, this absolutely insane idea. Like when you, it takes a, a minute to actually understand what the fuck this even is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least the first time I played it, I was like, wait, why did, why was this allowed? Like, uh-huh. why did how many yeses happen before they decided to <laughs> cordon off a section of the city to make it into a into a wasteland, like yeah. a planned wasteland community? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um. So it, I think that they don't like set that up super well. Right. Um. Because it, it's confused with this whole like bit with uh, Bruce Wayne entering into politics. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to shut it down, but we still have no idea, like, how that even happened. Why did people vote for this? Why weren't there <laughs> protests? Things like that. Right. And there were, there are protesters. There's six of them. <laughs> we go and rescue them. Yeah. Like, so, so some people rescue, you know, protested, but not very many. No, no. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, they kind of set up this mega hamster dam, except um, turns out terrible. Uh, yeah. So a SWAT team takes Bruce Wayne down. Um, and obviously there's some dramatic irony here, you know, like saying, Hey, capture, capturing Bruce Wayne is so much easier than Batman. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so Bruce Wayne is, you know, interred in like he's 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 taken into Arkham City as a political prisoner uh, and strange knows his identity. He knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So he has that bit of leverage over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he has you tied to a chair. He's talking, talking to this point uh, early on, and he's uh, mentioning a couple of things. I think this is the first time he drops Protocol 10. Yes, which is going to be the specter that hangs over the game. I love Protocol 10 mm-hmm. um, as what that ends up being. Yeah. <laughs> like, why Why all the fanfare just shooting? <laughs> like, shooting and bombing. Yeah. Um, and what Protocol 1 through 9? <laughs> yeah, Protocol 1 through 9 was just loading the bullets one by one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this this shell is Protocol 3, Shunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you escape from that chair and then go out into a uh, prisoner processing area. Yes. there uh, you get It's a little minor combat tutorial to get out of there. Um, but you're still chained up. Mm-hmm. You still have to, uh, a fight. And people are uh, giving you uh, shit. Specifically, one criminal uh, says, oh, Bruce Wayne, you're on my list. And and this is uh, this is our buddy. This is Deadshot. Oh, yeah. a cool little cameo of him uh, out of costume. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, nice. Foreshadowing. I didn't, I didn't realize that. There's another cameo there, too. Somewhere, if you look in the right direction, I think um, there's two of them. Um, Black Mask is somewhere off to the side. Ooh. And I think mm-hmm. if you look up, you can see uh, Azrael looking down on you. Oh yeah, yeah. They do they do great Easter eggs in all of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, it's a machine. Like there, the amount of internetograms, or I don't know how you measure 
content on the internet. Like, <laughs> the amount of, like YouTube videos and facts and everything, just listing out all of the Easter eggs in this game. Yeah. If we did that, we would spend another five hours in this podcast co- covering them all. There's so many. Yeah. 235 things you didn't notice in Arkham city. Exactly. Yeah. No. exactly and it's all it's all pretty cool like i like this i like when i figured out this was deadshot i was like oh yeah that's cool mm-hmm. yeah um, which i didn't until this replay i was like oh that's probably what that guy means yeah um but yeah all these prisoners they're excited to have this billionaire billionaire here because oh how the money have fallen right none mm-hmm. of them know that he is that he is batman although they should have gotten suspicious when he roundly defeated all of them while chained up yeah <laughs> he fights um, just like batman does he is extremely strong yeah the um so uh as you you're trying to escape but uh the uh there's a, a journalist named jack Ryder who will show up later mm-hmm. um and as you're trying to do uh trying to help uh out and help him out um somebody hits you with a pipe and knocks you out and then the penguin comes up and stomps stomps on you yeah. and this is uh, i don't think penguin was in the last game this is our no. introduction to uh arkhamverse penguin who is like this little British gangster. They decided to make him a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels guy. Yeah, with what appears to be the bottom of a beer bottle embedded into one side of his face over one of his eyes. Yeah, that's their version of the monocle. I think if you read those um, Arkham City stories or whatever, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there is the the origin of like how he ended up with this somehow uh, unremovable piece of glass in his face. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It just kind of seems like it would be terrible for itching. Or sleeping, <laughs> like you roll over and just like, oh, well, I'm dead again. It's like, uh, yeah, yikes. Um, Penguin played by Nolan North, uh, and you yep. cannot tell that it is Nolan North, showing that he does yep. do things besides yep. Nathan Drake. Yep, one out of every ten rolls, you <laughs> cannot tell that it's him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you you end up getting out. You beat up Penguin. There's this great moment where you uh, you lose your cuffs. Mm-hmm during this fight um you know huge slow-mo the kinesthetics of this game are great like big push in big Mm slow-mo as you bust off your cuffs and uh and get the upper hand and beat up penguin and then uh do a little bit of wall climbing like kind of get a tutorial for the um laura crofting Mm -hmm. that happens in this game um shimmying and uh and the such to get up top and have alfred drop your suit and gear right um on the ace chemical building which uh just uh you know that's where uh, joker was born yeah reborn mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah you've got all of your stuff this is something that i really like about this game which is i don't think that there are i don't think you lose any gadgets between arkham asylum and this i may be wrong on one or one or two things on that but like you start with a full compliment uh, yeah he's prepared yeah. yeah um unlike origins where they had to have excuses for you to have new new gadgets right you know that are that it took place as a prequel it's pretty weird yes I can't just use a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's got to be a way to brand it. Um, when you when you're doing this fight, you got an encryption key off one of the tiger guards. Uh, the bad guys are called Tiger. Yep. Um, and with a Y, uh, <laughs> with a y Tiger. Um, the uh, they work for for strange Hugo and Tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this lets you listen in on their communications. And uh, you get your first thing you hear uh, through the communications that Catwoman is pinned down in the courthouse with Two-Face. And this is your first uh, hint also that, like, no no society on Earth would have allowed Hugo Strange to do this. Because his attitude whenever they call on anything is just like, let them murder each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, which makes sense for, for Protocol 10. But <laughs> it's just kind of weird, again, that there aren't, you know, where's the ACLU on this shit? Yeah, yeah. A, a, hu- a huge part of the correctional system is protecting prisoners from each other. 
Yeah. So. And that that's up in the air here. And I get it. It's a comic book. Yep. You know, lest anybody call me out about that. But the uh, it is. <laughs> hey, just... I wonder if anybody ever actually gets uh, released after serving like two years in our city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is like what is it like to repatriate to the world when you go on the other side? You go across the street into the actual city. <laughs> and also, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but why does anyone live in Arkham? Or, or not in like Gotham? Gotham? Yeah. Yeah. Why would anyone ever live in this city? Yeah. Like it, it would be it would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know? No disagreements there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Dent is up to his old ways. He's in the he's in the courthouse and he's holding kind of this mock trial for for, for Catwoman, you know, because mm-hmm. because of her uh, transgressions. And so you have to uh, sneak in and uh, take out some of his goons as she is being held over a big, big vat of acid. Yep. Um, where did all this acid come from? Huh? Acid store. OK. From Ace. From Ace Comics. From, from, yeah. It's an acid flip. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's from Steam. <laughs> they did another acid flip and uh and got it so that only uh, barely works gary i thought it was not so bad i, <laughs> like, I don't know like you text worked to <laughs> duck mead if you think that joke worked text try again butterfield explosion if you didn't <laughs> explosion of the acid factory yeah i don't know they sound yeah. pretty similar oh yeah <laughs> I think it wouldn't work in text. I think it's one of the opposite one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I, I, I maybe I wrinkled at that because if it sounded like you were making fun of me for saying acid weird. Oh no! Okay. no I just said, like, when you just said acid factory, it sounded like you said acid factory as well. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, th- these guys, you have a couple different ways of approaching this, which I like. Mm-hmm. Like basically, you have to get up on the roof and and come down, but you can actually drop down and stealthily do a lot of this. Um, but generally you're going to want to drop down and punch all these dudes. No. Um, and two face goes down in a put, cut, cut scene. We don't really get a boss fight with him. No, it'll happen at the end of the game with a uh, Catwoman. Right. Yeah. And then uh, he kind of, he kind of goes away, uh, for the rest of this. Like it, it's mostly Catwoman dealing with him. He, fi- he figures <laughs> in more in, uh, in Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed because I like Two Face quite a bit. So. He's still underserved even in Arkham Knight. They just don't do much with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's all ice and stuff. Yeah um so uh we talked to catwoman catwoman does also does not know what protocol 10 is but she knows that strange is working with the joker on something special for batman right yeah Yeah. um and while they're talking we see uh down a sniper's sight it is joker's point of view uh a twisted point of view like a funhouse mirror yeah it's fine it's 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 really (laughs) fractured um Mm -hmm. you know fractured take on modern society he's the bill maher of arkham city (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but, but he's but he's gonna snipe them twinkle twinkle little bat watch me kill your favorite cat uh yeah. and batman just barely saves her from getting capped mm-hmm. uh and this gives us our crime scene tutorial yeah and this uh this is something that is a good thing about um arkham origins is they double down on this there's a lot more of this kind of detective work um this is using detective uh vision to check uh trajectories of a bullet yes yeah, and yeah. so you have to follow the little imaginary line up to this church, uh, where this uh, where where the game kind of proper takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know Harley's here. Harley's voice actress has changed, although it's still the same shtick. Her uniform is still super sexualized, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. Like did she, you guys go for this podcast? Did you guys go down to Hot Topic and get a uh, a Harley Quinn shirt that says "Daddy's a little psychopath" like I did? <laughs> <laughs> like so i went to the harley quinn section of hot topic and just like cleaned it out for the, for recording yeah 
No, no. I got like daddy hits me because I love because he loves me. All kinds of like gross abuse flavored juggalo shirts from yeah. the Harley Quinn collection. Yeah, no, no. Um, some people say that mine is several sizes too small. I say, well, mm-hmm. that's just your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wear it like a sports bra. I wear the shirt like a sports bra, essentially. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, 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 do not in any way uh, idolize or I, I, idealize Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship. No, it's it, grotesque. Yeah, it's a thing I see happen, and it sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure we talked about this in, a, in Asylum, but let's get Doug's take. What What are your thoughts on this Harley Quinn character? I I like Harley Quinn as she's portrayed in the animated series, but I think is the, the more like realism you foist onto it, like you said, the grosser it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like she is a cool character. Um, and oddly enough, I think she gets cooler the farther away you get her from the Joker to kind of, when she be kind of, she sort of becomes her own, like basically a proto Joker mm-hmm. or a substitute, which she ultimately does in this game and in, in the sequel. Um, but yeah, here she's just sort of, it's just more of the same from her. I, I never felt like she was that distinctive in this game. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, the, the only thing I really like her in this game is that, um, you know, for as much as it's a twisted funhouse mirror, uh, she does seem to care about the Joker, even though mm-hmm. it's a gross relationship. And the couple times she lets the plan slip yeah. out of concern um, are really cool little foreshadowing moments. Yeah. And there are a couple of those that are neat. The duct tape thing is a little funny. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the the pregnancy thing they drop in the DLC, which then they really drop because I don't think it comes back in Arkham Knight. No. Well, in the deal, it, the pregnancy thing comes up in this game and then the DLC, they they refute it. Hmm. Um, is that what they the, do? I just I remember it being in the DLC that you see like the crib with the pregnancy test in it or something. It's it's something like something with uh, in this one under her outfit, which you can find. There's a pregnancy test, hmm. um, and then in the DLC, and this is through reading. I, I played the DLC, but I don't remember it because I played it in like 2011. Um, the uh, through reading in the DLC, they through text they say either she lost the baby or uh, you know somehow lost the baby. So who who would have thought that the Joker's demon seed was not viable for bringing a baby <laughs> to fruition with all the fucking bane juice and shit they drank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to have a Titan baby. <laughs> like, no Titan babies. No, his blood is toxic to everyone. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so so uh, you know the, just just continuing my my obliviousness to any kind of like sexual relationships and games uh from life the life of strange episode i pretty much never think of their relationship as being sexual so you guys describing a pregnancy scare between the two of them um it's it, it sounds like you're talking about either different characters or aliens to me they're explicitly lovers cool i i, I know but it, there's a sense of propriety <laughs> gary she calls him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, they do a lot of too. There's like a, a bunch of weird like sexual subtext things that Joker will say, specifically in some death quotes. Uh huh. He gives you that are pretty creepy as well. Like the uh, we you know we've alluded to it a few times, but like the, uh, the some of the sense of humor of this is juvenile in a way that's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, and some of that kind of comes through. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's like there might be, and I think at some point he makes some kind of allusion to some kind of strap-on thing. Hmm. Like it, it's it's adult. You know. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the Joker's naked body would look grosser than Iggy Pops? I like, mean, he's so stringy and, like... I was thinking about this when I was just looking at his character model. I was like, if you gave him a normal mouth and took off his makeup, he would still have a villain's skull. Like, yeah. phrenology would hold for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, is, he is grotesque no matter no matter what. 
Yeah, a lot of grotesque posture. Yeah. Grotesque spine bend. Mm. Yeah, chin. Yeah, he kind of moves yeah. like Jack Skellington. He's not... Jack, yeah, that's a great point of comparison. Actually, he's very Jack Skellington. <laughs> yes, extremely yeah. Jack Skellington. And again, I just, I've got, I've got to say that skull and that chin. He basically has Mac tonight's head. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got a big Mac tonight energy yeah. and complete the worst, yeah, the worst Batman villain. <laughs> Weird crossover. <laughs> Alfred, give me the file on Mac tonight. <laughs> I need, to, uh, I need Griddler trophy. Missing Griddler trophy. <laughs> if you collect all 200 Griddler, Griddler trophies, it just gives you a fuzzy JPEG of the Griddler. <laughs> then, then it gives you the boss fight with Egghead. <laughs> yeah. oh, very good. <laughs> Make an Egghead McMuffin. Ooh. The uh, Victor Freeze guys. I don't huh? know. <laughs> um, the, uh, so See, that's the opposite. That would only work in text. I know. I'm, 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 it's early. I'm uncalibrated. <laughs> I'm calibrating. In the morning. <laughs> but it would have worked in text, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It would have, because it's spelled that's how Victor Freeze spells his name. Yeah. Anywho, um the um, Harley Quinn attacks you when you get inside this church. Um you counter it, of course, and then she says, Don't move, Batman. Uh we're or we'll we'll kill these hostages. Also, the Joker's very sick. Yeah. And this doctor here is not helping, so we're gonna we're gonna murder them. And then you throw down smoke pellets and go into predator mode. Uh, and we get our predator predator tutorial. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You're going to be doing a lot of these. Like, there are going to be spe- specific encounters that we kind of gloss over. Most of the ones we're going to highlight, kind of here in the in, in the outline part of the part of the show, is going to be mostly when they introduce something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but you you know you want to make sure that you take these guys out uh, stealthily because they do have these hostages. Yeah. Um, after you take them out, where you're introduced to a supporting character, Aaron Cash, uh, who is a cop, uh, he says the doctor they took was named Stacy Baker. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to come up later. You go upstairs to find the sniper's nest, and you find this automated sniper rifle filled with like TVs and explosives in this room. It's very, uh, <laughs> very foreboding. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you got these two mannequins, these two Joker mannequins with, with televisions for heads, which I'll always love. Um, and it's broadcasting the Joker himself, and he looks very, very ill. Uh, yep. He is extremely bitter that you left him to die on that rooftop at the end of Arkham Asylum. Um, and you get the sense, okay, the sickness stems from whatever happened to him with the Titan toxin. Uh, and as you go in to kind of trace the signal, a healthy Joker jumps out behind you and attacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, activates this time bomb, which you have to jump out. Right. Of the other they're, thing. Already, they're already starting to uh, telegraph a lot of what's coming later. In fact, they telegraph so much in this game. I didn't realize it until I was replaying it again of like, oh, man, they really do tell you everything that's coming on, in a lot of fronts. But when you're <laughs> um, confronting Two-Face uh, earlier, he says something like, when the when the clown dies, uh, Arkham City will be ours. Mm-hmm. They're already telling you, like, yes, Joker is dying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, well, they, but they cast out on it, like, and even, even like, there's incidental dialogue that you hear from Harley saying, "Oh, Joker, you look amazing!" Like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the like well, the the two Jokers. Yes, the two yeah. Jakes too. The two Jokers. <laughs> Chinatown Und- three underrated movie. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, China City three. The um. So uh, the next like place uh, we're going in the the main quest is the uh, the Sionis Steel Mill here because that signal tracks Joker there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Amoebas Met Mile. This is his uh, steel mill that he's turned into a Joker family fun park. 
Um, I want to know who who decided to put with a steel mill within the boundaries of Arkham City. When you think like, well, in the average prison, we don't want people turning a toothbrush into a shiv. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a foundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let them cast an arsenal. Don't make any weather changing machines or stuff that you guys use. <laughs> okay, we're gonna lock all you super scientists in here with this. Well, all this fabrication material. Do yeah. not, under any circumstance, fabricate. Yeah. Do not, under any circumstances, fabricate. Um, I would, I would move that we talk. You've got Zaz here in the notes, but I would move that we just put yeah, that with yeah. the science. I, 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 for, I forgot to move that. The, you know, oh, sure. you're, you're going to be uh, you're going to be uh, exposed to these like a lot of these side quests are going to start uh, throughout the course of the game here. Uh, however, we've got a side quest roundup toward the end. Yes, that we're going to do. Well, and it's worth talking about how they fit into the game because uh, they are really good uh, pacing breakers. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the idea. That's what they do is they break out the pace because you not only do you get them just kind of stumble upon a bunch of them early, but you will have to fulfill portions of them while you're in these dungeons. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's one with Bane, which we'll talk about in total later, but you want to get that before you go to the steel mill because there's one of the uh, quest objects inside the steel mill. Yes. The idea is that between those and Joker trophies, you're always doing kind of this low-level patina of side quest stuff Mm -hmm. on top of the main quest. Right. Um, This time when I played through it, because I'd done those side quests before, I only did a couple of them. But mostly I mainline the main quest and Mm -hmm. it is a uh, it is not the intended experience. Um, It is a it was still fun, but it's a worse experience like um you're less powerful mm-hmm. when you don't do the side quest because you don't have those xp rewards and it just can kind of harm the uh the pacing it starts feeling kind of samey when you're not taking these breaks to get a little bit of story and do a little bit of exploration yeah comparatively like in arkham asylum there's a strong sense in the critical path of the game of batman being overwrought trying to deal with all these villains all at once right mm-hmm. you know you're kind of just keeping all these plates spinning in the main story here, there's not so much of that going on. Um, and a lot of that just kind of like overall, oops, too many villains um, is offloaded to the side quest kind of stuff. So if you yeah. want that same feeling of everything just barely holding together, you are going to have to go and, you know, stop Zaz from doing his shit. And you're, you are going to have to go and, you know, deal with the Riddler. So it's it's mm-hmm. a little bit make your own make your own anxiety Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So you got to fight to get inside the steel mill. Like, you know, Alfred says the only way in is through the main stack. So you, you, you dive in there. Um, and the steel mill, uh, is pretty much gadget city. Uh, both times that you go to it, like you're trying to get through these steam tunnels and it runs you through using some of your old gadgets, you know, such as your bat claw to pull things from a distance. You have your explosive gel where Batman just compulsively draws, compulsively draws bats with the great stuff and blows it up. And then you've got the batarang obs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Learning about those batarangs. Yeah. The um, there's not a whole lot to say about those specific gadgets. Mm-hmm. Um, the claw allows you to kind of yank enemies towards you in combat, which is of mild utility to me. Yeah. Um, I don't use that a whole lot. It's good Explosive for disarming. Gel. It's good for disarming, and also you've got a good chance of knocking somebody out if you punch them while they're flying toward you. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, I generally didn't use it. I, I use the explosive gel just fine. Like, that's good for crowd control. Mm-hmm. You do a real silly little flip where you make a perfect little bat symbol <laughs> size gel thing on the ground while doing a, a somersault. Just picturing him practicing that. Yeah, <laughs> for hours and hours. Yeah. Um, I use the battering a lot. Quick yep. fire battering is great. Mm-hmm. Um, that will knock anyone out of a charge. Um, it will stun people. Um, as you head in, you eventually you rescue uh, Dr. Stacy Baker, who we uh, heard about. And she says, hey, the Joker has an unknown toxin in his blood well we we know we watched him inject it into himself for yeah. like a half hour at the end of the last game <laughs> he became a strong clown 
Yeah, he became a strong clown. Like <laughs> he became a, a Titan baby. Um, it is. It is to their credit. I think that they took what was arguably one of the dumbest things in Arkham Asylum and took that those lemons and made some serious lemonade with them, both in this game and in Arkham Knight as well. That they yeah. they managed to say like, all right, we can we can fix this. It, mm-hmm. it weirdly, like, it's a dumb thing that weirdly has interesting consequences. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's much better this as opposed to just making anyone into a strong clown. Like this is just kind of a disease is way better. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this is, this is great. They do a good job making lemonade mm-hmm. with something really stupid from the previous game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, he's, he's sick and he's kind of, he's kidnapping all these doctors, you know, and uh, you know, any medical staff who is sent to the prison end up getting rerouted here to try and work on this, work on this cure for the jokester. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to get into the Joker's room, you have to use this charge gun to manipulate a big hook with an electromagnet. Uh, yeah. This is really weird because when you scan the locked door, it says you have to pull it out of its uh, out of its frame, which to me says, oh, that's a backlaw job, isn't it? Yeah, not strong enough. Nope. You need magnet hook. Yeah. For this. I, I think this whole thing with the electromagnet, uh, this is a disappointing gadget to me because mm-hmm. primarily it is used to open and close doors. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this little bit with the magnet. There are a couple areas where there are electric ma- electromagnets, but I think I can only think of two mm-hmm. like this and the boss fight, uh, one. And, uh, that is, uh, that's frustrating to me. Like, I wish there was a lot more of this kind of magnet based cause it would be a great way to disarm enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, if there were more of it. Yeah. Um, and there's some, but not quite as much. Right. My problem with it is that it has a, a positive and a negative state for like a push and a pull. And I can never remember which one is which. Mm-hmm. So fifty percent of the time I use the gadget, it's the wrong one. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's especially bad on an Xbox 360 controller where one of them is the bumper and the other one's the trigger, and one of those buttons is way more pleasant to use than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after you get into the room, uh, or Harley six a once you do this, Harley six a mini boss on you, Mister Hammer. Now, for some reason, every enemy type of this is missing an arm. Yes. It's very weird. They make jokes about it. It's not like something they hand wave at all. Uh, yep. It's very front and center that like, if you want to be this type of Russian henchman, you lose an arm. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, so these aren't, these aren't like bespoke Batman characters. Cause there's a poster for them um, near where you ultimately find Mr. Freeze um, imprisoned. I, I shows, like, so. like one guy with like a hammer and one guy with a sickle. And they're both like together, like missing an arm. Oh. Like, they used to be sewed together or they were Siamese twins or something. I don't. Uh, I don't remember this from Batman. It could be beyond my Batman Ken. Yeah, the the other one has a proper name. When you find the guy with the sickle, is like Abramovich or something like that. And yeah. I just put it together: hammer and sickle. So maybe these are communist clowns uh, who are it, brought over. But, are, but I, I repeat myself. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> no, okay. Um, I, I think that they are. Uh, it looks like they are from. Uh, are they in the comics? Yeah. I don't know. There's some comic art, but it's it's hard to tell. And they were Siamese twins. Or uh, conjoined twins, rather. Yeah, yeah. So uh, correct, huh? All right. Um, yeah, you're a good, uh, good pull. For some reason, this just seemed like you know a, uh, a super mook, you know, oh, like yeah. a super thug no. to me. I, I didn't notice it in any prior playthrough. Then I just happened to, you know, hove my camera in the view of that particular poster and went, oh, so yeah. that's what they oh, are. Yeah. No. Apparently, they have a little entry in the in the uh, the the code, codex, but I did not look at the codex. Right. In this. Um. He's not uh, the whole thing with this guy is if you shock him, he'll swing really wildly. Yes. So you can make him uh, one of the things I always love about the Arkham games is enemies will hurt each other. Mm-hmm. They use that to good effect. Yeah. Uh, yep. So good, good mini boss fight. I, I didn't realize that that would, that he was lore 
Yeah. Is that the right word? He was, he was, yeah. he, he was from the lore. He is from lore. Yes. Um, you go in, Harley is sobbing over a dead Joker in a wheelchair. And uh, Batman is even taken aback by this a little bit because Batman will not, uh, spoiler, Batman doesn't do well when he doesn't have the Joker. Right. right? Like Arkham Knight does that really well. Uh -huh. um, and another Joker pops out because uh, it's just <laughs> tons of Jokers in this um, who, uh, and knocks him out with a baseball bat. Yes. Oh, so the, the, the healthy Joker didn't attack him up in the clock tower. This is, this yeah, is when he does This that. is the healthy Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. I, I thought that wasn't correct, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. In case I had forgotten. Yeah. He just triggers that uh, clock tower thing remotely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, but he says, oh, you fell for the old fake Joker trick. Um, yep. uh, obviously, Mark Hamill's voice acting is uh, excellent. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it is inimitable. Way better as this as opposed to the space wizard that shall not be named. <laughs> Look, he has Arkham in his name. What? Oh, Mark, Mark Hamill. Oh, right. Mark, Mark Hamill. Mark, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mark Hamill Asylum. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark Hamill's name is a subtle nod to the fact that he voiced the, <laughs> or voiced the Joker. The parents gave him an Easter egg. As parents they gave birth to the Easter egg of the nation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Batman is knocked out. And if you have the Catwoman DLC, you're going to cut away to. Uh, Catwoman doing her thing after Batman yep. was rescued. After yep. Batman rescued her. Yep. Uh sees this happening. Uh or you know, since uh all this is happening, figures like, oh okay, Batman's not around. I'm gonna I'm gonna burgle. I got yeah. the need to burgle. Mm -hmm. So I need to go to my lair, which is just her apartment. Uh which that boy, she has an apartment. Like just thinking about if you owned property in, in Arkham or in Gotham. Yeah. And now your apartment has been gerrymandered to be part of Arkham City. It's, I mean, it's like what well, it's what Doug was talking about. The eminent domain. Yeah. Eminent domain. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked, man. The uh, Catwoman's got a case. Yeah. Um, so as you're uh, you're going to go gear up, um, you run to some thugs outside your apartment. Uh, you beat them up and you grab your gear, uh, which include your caltrops, which are her a number one weapon. Mm -hmm. And you throw these on the ground. It stops people for a second. And some bolas, which I didn't really get tons of use out of. Mostly, it was like a quick fire weapon. It was almost like a quick fire replacement for uh, for the battering. I think that's the idea, but she also has the whip, which has really great range. <laughs> that that which whip, has really similar stuff. <laughs> that whip is basically like Goku's staff from Dragon yeah, Ball. It, it, it goes it goes as long as it needs to. Yeah. Um, something I didn't realize until playing this time around is that when, uh, as Catwoman, when you climb on buildings, mm -hmm. there's a perfect timing system to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you get it correct, because I didn't have the prompts on, but I turned them on. And if you get it perfectly, you jump to the top of the building in one leap. Yep. It's kind of interesting. Like, it doesn't do a whole lot. Just I could never get that to work right. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's it's a weird rhythm. It doesn't, there's not cues for it. You just kind of have to know the rhythm based on those prompts. Yeah. There's not a visual cue in her posture or anything. Right. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just strange. One, um, one thing that is cool and different about Catwoman's uh, movement that we didn't talk about in the, in the generalities, uh, she can cling to and crawl on mesh ceilings. Oh, yeah. Which are all over the place. And it kind of, I like how that forces you to examine the world in a different way when you're from mm -hmm. her perspective. That's how you're able to get into Ivy's lair. Yes. Beyond uh, some goons. Um, and you get a Poison Ivy boss fight, yeah. essentially. Um, Poison Ivy is very mad at you for killing some flowers. <laughs> and sends her weird pod people like she hypnotizes men by putting them in plant pods <laughs> and turns them into zombies, which you have to fight while she is at the back shooting projectiles at you. Um, I, I, I like the kind of lived in relationship between Catwoman and Poison Ivy, although it makes very <laughs> little sense. In the uh, in the comics, there's a lot more like 
kind of ship worthy kind of stuff with them. Oh yeah. yeah. Like they're, they're buddies and stuff. And this, uh, them being lovers is a, is a really big thing in the fandom. Yeah. 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 But before it became canonical that Ivy ends up with Harley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the three of them having some romantic tension, I think is a thing in the comics Yeah, yeah. for quite a while. So Batman wakes up uh, because Harley kicks him in the face <laughs> and Joker is here, but he looks worse than usual. Like he's di- clearly dying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he spills the beans and kind of gives us our twist. He says, you know, my blood's poisoning me. It's no good. Also, I put some of my blood into you. <laughs> what a creepy thing to say on waking somebody up, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My blood's killing me. Take my blood, please. Yeah. Uh, you already did. Also, I've shipped it around to all the hospitals in Gotham. And what are they going to say? Free? You know, they're going to turn down free blood. <laughs> you know, it's like your gargoyle plan. I got the idea from you, Batman. Yeah, it's it's, it's like that. Uh, like that onion video. Like mysterious anonymous donor gives fifty kidneys to local hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just them sorting a big bag of kidneys. What are they going to do? Turn down the free kidneys? Yeah, saves lives. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Any, anything that's free i want yeah that, that's how the world operates so they, they want that blood <laughs> um so that's uh and he's like you know mr freeze was working on a cure mm-hmm. for this for me but he went dark uh so he uh he kicks you and your wheelchair out of the building so you can go find freeze and the cure because he, he gives you the self-interest did we mention he was strapped to a wheelchair <laughs> Oh yeah, we probably probably should. It's not like it's not like uh, uh, Batman is wheelchair bound, bound for the rest of the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that comes later in the comics. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I would I, that comes up in uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, I would I would play that. I would play <laughs> that game. Yep. Um, but you know this this raises the stakes and it changes things uh, quite a bit because you know your fate is tied to Joker's now. You know this the, this blood in you has given you the same, the, 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 the same sickness and mm-hmm. Joker, instead of just kind of being this menacing voice on the PA and somebody that you are fighting against, like you're incentivized to, you know, like you're, you're working for the same thing to get this cure. Uh, and something that I love is this forces the game or it allows the game to go into, you know, the specifics and the messed upness of the relationship between Batman and Joker um, and a lot of that is played out in these voicemails that Joker will leave you because obviously you do not pick up. You screen Joker's calls. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, you have to, it does the thing that I hate in games where you have to be in the menu to listen to it. Yes. If you walk around, you, you turn off your phone. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just flying through the air. Let me listen yeah. to the fucking audio log while I'm doing this. Yes. So I didn't listen to them either. Um, <laughs> just because I read some transcripts online. <laughs> I, I yeah, did the nightline transcripts of it. <laughs> Um, so you do this hot and cold, you have a couple different ways where you're just, and it's just triangulating data. It's just, you know, data speak, like get the satellite uplink to, to determine the signal strength, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just buzzwords. Um, as you get to find out where Mr. Freeze is, uh, at the, uh, Gotham city police department. And, uh, that's been locked up. It was probably a bad idea to put their police department inside the prison. Yep. Um, that's, that's ironic. Mm -hmm. Uh, it'd be like a piece of broccoli inside like a a starburst, you know? (laughs) Um, so the, uh, and unfortunately the penguins men have this surrounded. Right. Right. So, uh, so you take them out and, uh, and the, on the way, once you get inside, you have to, the penguins men are there on the forensics lab. You have to clear out. Uh, but unfortunately freeze is gone. He's been taken hostage in the museum 
and you have to uh, and have to go rescue Mister Freeze. And this is kind of a long stretch of penguin stuff here. Yes, yeah. the The, the museum is penguins' territory. Um, before before we move there entirely, I love when you're taking out penguins' men in the forensics lab. Like you, you kind of get a sense, like, hey, this is a really lovingly developed arena. Right. They, you know, the fact that you have to do a predator section here before the boss, the boss battle later, I think is a really cool, a really cool touch and a really cool kind of concession to like, you're going to be rewarded for knowing this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just interesting looking, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like going through cool zones, you know, going through cool, interesting areas filled with unique detail. Yeah. Is a big advantage this game has. Um, so for the next like quite a while, we're going to be in the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, this introduces our first uh, significant new enemy type, which are knife enemies. Um, and knife enemies, uh, you cannot normally counter. Right. Uh, is their whole thing. You have to hold counter and press back um, to kind of do that, like, you know, you know, back off a little bit mm-hmm. until they exhaust themselves. Then you can fight them. Um, you can still do all the normal things you can do, though. So if you want to jump over them and hit them in the back. You can keep flourish them to stun them. You can do things like that. Yeah. You just can't do a normal counter yeah. on them. They, 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 they change the rhythm of, uh, of fights um, mm-hmm. when, when, when they show up. What were we going to say, Doug? I was going to, you can unlock a, a skill that allows you to do a slightly different kind of, I think you do kind of interrupt with the counter and then hit them and kind of knock them out in one shot. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it is, I, I always found that a little difficult to get that to proc correctly. Yes. I think it, I think it's supposed to be after you've done a successful uh, regular counter of them or like the back off move, the avoidance move mm-hmm. you do. And the tricky thing is these guys are never by themselves. Right. You know, so uh, doing that backup move while other people are menacing you is pretty tricky. I'm mm-hmm. um, getting that there. Um, once you start going in, uh, there's a door that you can't quite hack because the penguin has military military grade comms jammers mm-hmm. uh, hanging around here, uh, foreshadowing Arkham Knight and all the time you're going to spend going in and destroying communication jammers and uplinking. Um, So you have to find and destroy three of these, uh, including one that's like deep underground in the subway station, which is an area we'll actually go through for real a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's annoying to navigate. Like I found myself like just bumping up against dead ends or thinking again, I was on a critical path, but finding like, Oh, I'm in Riddler land. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that when they have you destroy the uplink thing that they have you punch through it, like the three, (laughs) like, screens up like when you have to do the thing bits. three times to do the thing three times like it's very video game <laughs> yeah 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 I, I was thinking about that and it, it's kind of an annoying uh reason for that i was trying to think why would they do that and my thinking was they don't want you to be able to just sneak up and do it they want mm. you to have to clear off the clear out the arenas but why not yeah like if, if i'm stealthy enough to get up there and just hit the thing without them noticing that should be awesome yeah you right. know but having them on all three sides ensures that you're visible from all sides when you're doing it mm-hmm. and uh, you're definitely getting seen. I do like that when you go down into that tunnel, you get the preview that uh, Solomon Grundy's are about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the preview that you get? You see the uh, you see that giant poster, which is itself a I think a Riddler trophy. But you can hear the goons talking about like, oh, yeah, they've got there was this penguin moved into the museum and there was mm. he has this thing down there. Okay. The, 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 the penguin's been collecting strong things. Yes. Because he's got a super yeah. shark and a Solomon Grundy. <laughs> um, so which, which is really great. And I've always liked Solomon Grundy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a big dumb ogre. <laughs> but uh, that whole born on a Monday thing, I think, is great. Uh, <laughs> and just, the way that articulates in this his, game is his cool. His name should be Solomon Grundy. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to eat a Solomon Sunday. <laughs> the, um, 
Yeah. So uh, once you uh, once you actually get inside, you go and destroy the uplinks. You can use your code jammer thing, which is very easy. It's just rotating the two sticks. Um, people's passwords in this are very funny to me. Yeah. What you learn is nobody has good opsec in yeah. all of Gotham. Nope. Deadshot's password for his weapon cache is literally headshot. <laughs> uh, later, it's, it's his name with one different letter, and it's the thing he likes to do. <laughs> like, anyone in the world would guess this password. Yes. And Batman has to get out his little uh, cell phone to do it, his little Nokia <laughs> cracker thing. The um, So once you get inside, you see the Penguin has taken a bunch of police officers hostage. And uh, we're on this series of Penguin uh, kind of challenges here <laughs> in this museum. The museum is great, though. Like, the museum is uh, he set up exhibits yeah. for everything. Like he has tons of, uh, you know, here's a, a cop. He has dressed up as Batman, mm-hmm. who's you know, dead or whatever. And then he recorded voiceover yep. for the museum right. kiosks for everything. Can you imagine that? That's very weird to me. Yeah. Um, there's also this... to be the museum like audio tour docent. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... And he also set up that uh, that gigantic animatronic T-Rex scare. <laughs> When you come in here, which I love as well, like, wait, how many kids died to that before Mr. Before Penguin came and made this safe? <laughs> like, um, weirdly, that got me every time. Yeah. Um, I thought like, oh, am I fighting a dino? Oh, wait, no, I'm not. OK, this is this is not this is not Althea's keep. OK, there's a little Easter egg to that because Batman in his big cave full of things with his giant penny and shit has mm-hmm. a dinosaur in there. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the kind of the big centerpiece fight for this, um, is, uh, in the gladiator pit. Uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, Penguin says like, ah, yeah, you know, like, like, here we go. It's the, it's, it's time for the big show. And you fight just an unreasonable number of dudes, including your first Titan thug. They're back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. not in pog form. Uh, but these things are cool because you have to do kind of the mega stun on them and you could eventually ride them around, um, and take out all of the regular dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So th- when you see like too many enemies and that like that, like oftentimes there's a trick. Yes. And uh, that's this one. And I always find this very satisfying to to ride on top of the Titan Man mm-hmm. and do the good punch. Yes. Um, at this point, also uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, Batgirl, joins Oracle. Oracle uh, joins your radio line. Yeah, she's Oracle at this point. Yes. Uh, was mm-hmm. uh, was Batgirl for a time until that fateful day. Yeah. Um, and so she is on there and she is mostly a hectoring concerned parent to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is reasonable because Batman is about to make a lot of stupid decisions in this and she keeps him on the straight and narrow. So, well, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's dying. Yes. True. Yeah. Um, then we enter this section with the, uh, the water section, (laughs) which this to me is one of my biggest problems I have with this game. Like it's not. It's relatively short, uh-huh. but this kills the pacing so much. Yeah. Using the back claw to like, or first like walk very slowly over the ice. And then eventually when you start doing the little, uh, on the little ice things and using the back claw to scoot around, uh-huh. it's so slow. Yeah. And like, go see, you know, go s- slow and quiet and not go above a certain thing. It's something they did with uh killer croc before. Right. And it's never that interesting. Like how slow can you go? Mm-hmm. You know, is not, not super exciting. Yeah. You know how fast you can go. That's exciting. Yeah. How slow? I don't know. I can go pretty slow, guys. Like <laughs> if you're just testing my patience, I can be patient, but what patient, but what do you get at the end of that? Like what yeah. did I earn for that test, you know? Yeah. It's it, it's like one of my favorite YouTube videos, a Super Mario slow run. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So, um but yeah, it's uh it, this is this is not great. 
it's only slightly heightened by the fact that um, you've got the shark in here. Mm-hmm. They played around with the idea of alluding to Batman's shark repellent, you know, from the Batman movie, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't find a good way to do it. Um, as it stands, you know, it is a, a way for them to kill you if you fall into the water. And when you're eventually pulling the rafts around, sometimes the shark comes up and you have to uh, you have to punch it in the nose until it leaves. Yep. Shark punch. Yeah. Yep. Um, as you uh, you kind of make your way through here uh, past this thing until you get to um, the, uh, the the section where Penguin freezes a cop with his with the Mister Freeze gun, mm-hmm. which he's stolen. Um, you have to rescue him uh, and then make your way into Penguin's war room, where he's uh, if you just go to a Penguin at this point, mm-hmm. you cannot take him down because he has the Freeze gun. It's too powerful. So we need to get Mister Freeze some intel from Mister Freeze first. Yes, who's being kept in a tropical exhibit, which he would hate. <laughs> this is the opposite of what he likes also yeah, it is killing him yeah slowly, slowly killing him he has a weird little um like tony stark like vial of goo in his chest yes that keeps him cold mm-hmm. no. yeah um i love mr freeze's portrayal in this like mm-hmm. aside from being the best boss fight in the series uh maurice lamarche's presentation of him is really good yeah yeah he's very good so what's happening here um Batman says, hey, how do I stop your gun? Mr. Free says, why would I tell you that? And then, you know, back and forth, leverage, etc. Well, uh, he, he doesn't just leverage. He pulls out his little oh, yeah, skew thing. Yeah. Like, he's Batman's pretty, pretty rough in this. It's still technically true. Still leverage. Yeah. It's, it is leverage. Goo yeah. leverage. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you need to go find Mr. Freeze's suit to get a special chip so you can make this disruptor that will stop the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so again, we're doing, uh, again, this is a long section where we're, they're really delaying our gratification mm-hmm. of, uh, of fighting here. So, um, the, uh, the equipment we need is in that suit in his suit, which is in the armory, which is guarded by thugs. They have thermal goggles. This is a new thing that they, they set up. Um, they can see you up on the gargoyles, Yes, but you can see their cone of vision for that. So you can avoid them mm-hmm. still. Um, you eventually can get a thing that allow an upgrade that allows you to, uh, ignore this. As but long I as you're standing still. Yeah. As long as you're being still. Yeah. Which I did not find that useful because this was not a big deal. To they, me. Do, they do a good deal to uh, to make the gargoyles less viable in these. I think that they smartly recognize that the gargoyles were overpowered a little bit mm-hmm. in the original. So, like, if you do an inverted takedown, it is not silent in this. Like, the people will scream for help. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't just, you know, ride around and wait for all of them to come around. Like, that is still a first mover thing that will alert them to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then these thermal goggles will make it make it hard to, you know, stay up there. So they're forcing you forcing you to stay on your toes, which I think is a good thing for a sequel to do um, to mm-hmm. complicate previous strategies you might have over relied on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once you get this, you get the disruptor, uh, which you can now use to get close to Penguin and stop the gun, um, which is pretty cool. Like he comes up to you and you you tap the thing behind your back and keep walking on him and he's panicking as he's trying to shoot you it's a really great little scene yep yeah Yeah. um and then there's a very satisfying you uppercut him off of his platform yeah (laughs) at which point i feel very bad because batman has like three feet on penguin it's it's penguin is a very small child um it's very mortal Kombat y. yeah what you what you do to him at this point but he blows the platform and this sends you into the grundy pit Mm-hmm. you've been grundy everything to grundy yeah um the uh, and we get a boss fight with solomon grundy born on a monday 
christened on Tuesday, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and, and so forth. Um, what do you think of this boss fight, Doug? I uh, I like this boss fight. It is It definitely feels uh, much more gamey than some of the other ones that come later. Um, and I'm glad they do that thing that you alluded to earlier, which is they tell you, hey, you have to do your uh, explosive gel cartwheel mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to take this out because I never would have divined that that's the solution uh, mm-hmm. without being told that. Once you know it, it's kind of easy. You just have to drop your, your explosive gel onto one, these three ports and then you uh, incapacitate them and you do that a few times the end of the boss fight is crazy that you just rip solomon grundy's heart out <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty like, metal yeah it's like well uh, yeah it is very metal because he at that point he's been like he gets electrocuted and like lights himself in like blue flames mm-hmm. um which he does look like it just and uh, what's his face from the iron maiden he, he um, becomes smelter just, grundy <laughs> yeah he's huge um but again batman has the no kill rule but apparently it's okay to rip solomon grundy's heart out because i guess nothing kills him yeah yeah it's just going to inconvenience Grundy. Yeah, it's 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 also why he can kill Rachel Ghoul. So it's fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Penguin jumps down here with a rocket launcher, and this, you think this is going to be another boss fight, but this is just like a little, you know, you can you can deal with this rocket launcher no problem and just yeah. beat the crap out of Penguin. It's a little bit catharsis, <laughs> you know, because it's like, yeah, fuck this guy, man. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen his works. He has to go. He's got to go. Um, yeah. So you uh, you beat up uh, Penguin down there. And then uh, Freeze says, you know, so we talked to Freeze, like, okay, well, the cure is useless without a restorative enzyme. Um, he goes, restorative enzyme? Rajah Ghoul's blood. <laughs> um, and as a nice little coincidence, as this is happening, an assassin breaks out of a display case mm-hmm. and gets away, leaving a trail of blood. And we know that uniform because she's one of Rajah Ghoul's assassins. Yes. Well, I love right here that, first of all, after you finish beating the penguin up, you imprison him in one of those uh, museum pieces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish you um, recorded your own little voiceover for it. Yeah, <laughs> there is something that plays. I think when you if you activate the thing, or no, you you just talk to the penguin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, but then the other that begs the question of how long was that assassin just going to sit there? Like, what was the plan? <laughs> had Batman not come along? Infinity, Be- because she's very yeah. obviously capable of getting out on her own. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a weird little like coincidence. Yeah, yeah, thing. Like it's it's not amazing mm-hmm. uh, as a, as a deal. Um. It's like, okay, well, we're going for the League of Assassins with uh, Liam Neeson's It's Time for the Line Launcher. Yeah. Uh, so so you uh, you call for your line launcher, and then you follow this trail of assassin blood. Um, they put lots of, like, sections of goons between you mm-hmm. and there to try to tempt you away from the chase. Um, and if you want some extra XP, but I just ignore them. No, no. And I've, continue fighting, I've, continue chasing. The goons will be there when I'm done. It's yep. fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, you, you close the distance and you got to do like a little bit of a parkour chase against this ninja, mm-hmm. um, in order to place a tracker. However, you're downed because the ninja has help. This is where Robin shows up. Um, and he's, you know, trying to do the whole, let me help. And Batman sidelines him and says, Hey, go around to these hospitals and tell them to throw out all the blood. Yeah. Oh, you mean this free, this free blood with a little smiley face on it? <laughs> Should we throw away the smiling blood? <laughs> It's type positive, very positive. <laughs> yeah. He, um, yeah. But, uh, but um, yeah, he, he gives you the line launcher. Um, I, this, this is fine. I, I don't like Robin. I think I've decided. And just, just on the whole or this presentation of Robin. I think in general, I think this is the thing that tipped me over. I've always been a little lukewarm on Robin. Yeah. And now I think I'm like, you know what? This is a bad character and I've never liked him. <laughs> and I think he just muddies up Batman. It's a, I mean, it's, it's basically a scrappy do kind of thing, He's, right? You know, like, 
Yeah. If, if Batman wasn't already appealing to kids, we need to have somebody for kids to project onto. Yeah. Like, he's like Snarf. <laughs> he's, he's like Snarf. Every, every kid wanted to be Snarf. The, uh, I, I like him in the, the Lego Batman movie, yeah. which is a miraculous movie in general. Yeah. Um, and that's a good, good Robin. Yeah. But, but that's mostly because that's a, that's a fun Batman. The, uh, this, this Robin, I'm just like, you know, let me help you, Bruce. Bruce, you can't do this alone. You know, it just, it feels very, as soon as he's on the screen, it's like time for generic nonsense. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on the Robin, Doug? Do you care for the Robin? Uh, the Robin character? There, there is the cognitive dissonance of like Batman deciding like, you know what I need on my quest to rid me of crime? I should Kids. put this orphan in harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. With me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like his presentation in the animated series. Um, I uh, the uh, Dick Grayson version, not the the Tim Drake one. And this is Tim Drake that we get here. Um, but I th there's part of me thinks, man, there would have been a cool version of this game. Maybe not this game, but they could have made a game that was co-op. I think a co-op game with like one person playing Batman and one person playing Robin with this combat engine mm -hmm. opens up a lot of interesting possibilities um, that they never mm -hmm. really did. Um, or the other thing that you're alluding about is him saying, let me help. Like, maybe you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like, yeah. you know, 20 different villains running hog wild in here. He yeah. can help you. Yeah. It, it, the idea, it's it's like it's he's it serves drama that he's there, but not sense. Mm -hmm. You know, and Batman and is a loner. He doesn't want a, people to get. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I would say there's just that obligatory sense of like, well, we got to put Robin in here somewhere. Yeah. 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 Asylum was fine with that. <laughs> like, yeah. Asylum did okay. The, I, I think the idea being like, you know, Batman, it, it's so it's such a weird thing because the idea, the logic behind him not letting him help is that he might get hurt, but he is the one who trained the orphan to help him. So like, you know, which is a Batman? Yeah. You know, I like the idea that they at least give him something useful to do that he's running around to the hospitals trying to um, solve the Joker blood problem. Yes. Yeah. Collect all the fun blood. He's, <laughs> he's doing his own 3D platformer in another game where you have to collect 100 pieces of fun blood like a rare game <laughs> and see if you get all the fun blood. <laughs> yeah oh yeah so so you got the line the line launcher here uh this just mm -hmm. lets you grapple horizontally as opposed to needing to grapple upward um mm -hmm. you can get a you can get a fun um a fun upgrade for this uh in your skill tree where you can tightrope walk on uh on the line kind of letting you uh get new vantage points for drop kills which i really enjoyed uh playing around with mm -hmm. create your own yeah so, uh, the chase, you know, again, following this blood leads you down into the old Gotham tunnels, uh, where Joker's men have found tiger guns and signal jammers. At first, it seems like they found them. We can just come out and say, Strange is giving these guns to Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, you, you learn this from a nurse that they, that they took hostage. Actually, she's not a nurse. She's like a medical intern. So they're getting real desperate. Yeah. Yep. I like that a little bit. That's just an intern. Yeah. Who's there? Um, so this introduces we're going we're heading to the uh the wonder is it Wonderland or is it Wonder is it called Wonderland? I think it's Wonder, Wonder City. Wonder oh, City, there Wonder we go. City. That's right. There we go, yeah. yeah. Um so Wonder City, which is this cool world's fair mm -hmm. kind of thing. This is pretty like pretty imaginative and cool looking, I think. Like it's this like a little frozen city beneath the um subways uh that has world's fair energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's this exhibit, like this Land of Tomorrow thing, where they have these like clink clink clock robots. Uh, <laughs> clink there. clink, you're dead. Yeah, clink clink, you're dead. Uh, clink clonks. Um, <laughs> and you uh, uh, 
they know the way in. They they have cameras that are still barely online, but because they're so old, you have to piece them together by scanning these different robots until sword maidens come out and fight you. And these these are fun to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like fighting the assassin ladies. Um, they tend to be a little bit more fragile, but they teleport away and stuff. They don't let you finish combos on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do uh, multiple. They attack with swords. Sometimes they're knife attacks, and sometimes they're regular counters. Yeah. And you have to watch for which one to do to see how you respond. Yeah. So it is fun to fight something more capable and as agile as Batman because most yeah. of the thugs are, you know, thugs. Yeah. Just, you know, you know hired goons. Yeah. The um, after you scan all the robots, you're able to get into the actual assassin's lair and meet Talia, who is one of Batman's girlfriends. Yes. You know, and, and in this version of the story, you know, she had been sent by Raish to uh, to seduce him um, and mm-hmm. bring Batman in as the successor. Right. As the successor, because, you know, the Lazarus pit doesn't work forever. After 600 years, uh, things are starting to get weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And is this the point where she looks at you and she notices, oh, you don't look so good? She like yeah. pulls off his mask or something like that and like yeah. recoils in For horror. A moment. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so, yeah, she knows you're sick. And that's why part of why she goes along with this. Like, yeah. you're like, I Batman says, you know, hey, you were right. I'm going to join the League of Assassin, Assassins. I'll be the new Ra's al Ghul. Uh, and then she's like, why would I believe you? You'd never done it before. He's like, I have no choice. Like, I'm sick. Yeah. I'm going to die. And this is just Batman straight up lying to his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, it's a clever strategy of him, of him lying. <laughs> yeah, nobody's thought um, of that before. Yeah. No, like, oh, Batman doesn't lie. Yeah. Um, so you drink a little bit of the uh, the demon blood. Uh, just kind of give you a little boost. Um, but the, the demon blood doesn't know that. So it takes you into the psycho realm to actually do the trial. Yeah. With Liam Neeson's. Uh, yeah. So Liam Neeson's psycho realm on loan from the scarecrow <laughs> collection. Yeah, I have exactly. this in my notes as uh, Salvador Dali's pilot wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. yeah. This is, I think this is them uh, nodding towards the scarecrow segments in the first one. Yeah. Totally. But it's less, you know, it's kind of less cool because it's not spooky or anything. It's just sand. Yeah. You know, it, uh, this this is silly. <laughs> it's, it's pretty silly. It yeah. is it is you doing these dive dive bombing challenges. And the game hasn't really tutorialized dive bombing up to this point. It has if you wanted to. So we had to yeah. do a little uh, VR training to get the uh, the grapple boost, as we mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you can do more. We can do a lot of those if we want to. Right. And they, they're all about flying. Um, but flying with um, kind of dexterity is so rarely required in this game. No, you know this. It's here pretty much. You can tell that's why they made this whole thing a tutorial. They the, they give you this like blue glowing flight path to follow. Yeah. And I wonder if there was like a version of this game where like maybe they gave it to you the first time and then the rest you have to figure out how to glide through and it was too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So they just leave the the path on the entire time, which sort of eviscerates all of the challenge but yeah. it's still cool looking i guess yeah and also like the dive bombing system is it feels good in your hands like it is kinesthetically really fun so it's not a war crime it's just strange yeah. because like you're going between these platforms and Raish is giving his whole spiel about you know the planet is unclean and we need to we need to wipe it you know get rid of humanity for the upcoming ec- ecological disaster and i'm like thumbs up thumbs up sign me up buddy um yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah you eventually just kind of get to the end and you know, pull your old pull your old switcheroo on them. I like that Razal Ghul um that he appears to you in this is, is he sort of looks like kind of the same design as the genie from Aladdin. Like he's just like this blue thing that's like just a torso. Uh-huh. Yeah. He <laughs> does have big torso energy. Yeah. This. The um when you eventually get to the end and we actually get to the real Rajagul, uh, and you're supposed to kill him, uh, you're like, I lied. 
I decided not to. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Batman tricked us again. <laughs> um, and this makes Raj, Raj Ghul like get up like a Liam Neeson's and fight you. Yes. And you do the boss with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, which is another sand void. Yeah. You're, you're, you're whisked back into the sand void. Um, you know, because, because <laughs> Batman will not kill, will not kill this newly rejuvenated Ross Al Ghul. Um, and what's cool about this is, uh, occasionally it will flicker back to the real world yeah. as you are fighting these multiple sand copies of, of Ra's Al Ghul. And kind of what's really happening in reality is only one of them is real, but it is just like, wh which one is Ra's Al Ghul just changes because he is moving around you so much faster. I don't mm -hmm. know how they account for the fact that uh giant race of Ghoul can hurt you. I don't, I don't yeah. know what the real world, what the real world uh, version of giant, of giant sand race is, but um, if you believe you're being hurt, you're being hurt. Yeah, it's true. like D and D illusion magic. If you die in the game, you die in real life. This is, this is straight up like a Sandman boss fight from a Spider-Man game. Yep. <laughs> like every part of this, him sending out the sand clones, mm -hmm. you know, like this is so Sandman. <laughs> um, I did not realize that Rijal Ghoul had sand powers no or whatever like i thought he was just supposed to be a good fighter i think that this is actually like this is a fight you know it's fine it's not great but what this fight should have been and the big thing to recommend arkham origins is it has the uh, boss fight with deathstroke mm -hmm. and that is uh not mr freeze good but i think it's the second best boss fight the, se the series has ever done mm -hmm. and it's what this should have been because that's just a really great duel Okay. That really demands your like is really demanding about your uh, your parrying and deflecting and countering. Mm -hmm. And that's what Rajah Ghoul fight should have been, not sand powers. Yeah. You know, there's like one little QTE section where he comes in and does this massive combo and you have to do like a speeding up of your counters to mm -hmm. kind of match with it. Um, and th th that is like a little taste of what this ought to have been. Well, even that you can you can button mash yeah, yeah. the counter. It just wants you to tap it as quick as possible. It's not like you're timing it with the strikes. Right, right. You know, maybe, or you don't have to. Maybe I just interpreted that because of Sekiro. Yeah, secure. Yeah, it's it's different than than Sekiro, yeah. but it's uh the uh, the Deathstroke video uh, or boss fight is a little closer to that. Yeah. Um. So uh, then you after you beat him, you go back to where. What did you think of this uh, this boss fight, Doug? I think it's okay. Um. It's you know, like you said, it it gets way overshadowed by some of the other um boss fights and it it doesn't track with sort of what we know about Rachel Ghoul. It feels like they wanted to do like you said to do something with the scarecrow here. Um mm -hmm. and it's just well we'll just make Rachel Ghoul do it instead. Um mm -hmm. so mechanically it's fine. It's not like it's not fun to do, mm -hmm. but it it doesn't it still leaves me a little flat as for this part of the game. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, Rachel Ghoul's uh, voice acting is really good. I mean, just like gen in general, it is. But uh, if you if you look at the cast, like these are like, oh, I know this guy. It's a uh, it's D Bradley uh, D Bradley Baker, uh, the guy who voices um, Nightcrawler mm. in uh, mm -hmm. in the and the uh, um, oh gosh X Men Legends games and stuff like that. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, he he also does like a bunch of Star Wars voice acting, and he's Klaus and American Dad. It's a good uh, huh. a, a good uh, a, a good voice actor. Who is playing All this type here. in this is is really stellar. Yeah, yeah. I just it, and it's especially good if you're just a nerd who recognizes these names, I guess. Oh yeah. 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 The um in the if real world to, to digress on that just a little bit to uh there is this podcast that I listened to a little bit called Talking Tunes which is hosted by Rob Paulson. Oh yeah. Um hmm. and there was a, and there was an episode where they actually had in uh Kevin Conroy and I think Paul Dini and one of the other guys uh, involved, heavily involved with the, the animated series to talk about it. And it's really interesting. Hmm. I had that particular episode. Nice. Hmm. 
um, after you uh, you beat Sandman, you go back to the real world where uh, you have Rage cornered and he takes his daughter hostage. He's going to kill his daughter and say, like, I'm going to force you to do this. Right, right. Like, I know you I know you uh, love my, my daughter snack. I know, and I know you love I will... my daughter because I made you love my daughter. My daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, and the way we get is with the reverse. This unlocks the reverse batarang, which I never touched again. <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah. It's very weird. It's a batarang where you miss on purpose and it hits people on the back strike. Yeah. Um, it might like they might as well have just unlocked the race out ghoul negating spray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The 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 hard counter. Yeah. Yeah. Batman lifts his tail and sprays Reese with this. <laughs> um, so uh, after you knock him out, uh, Talia is very disgusted uh, with with her father, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for sacrifice her, and disgusted with Bruce for his uh, famous Batman trick yeah. of lying, <laughs> and uh, and leaves. Nobody ever expects Batman to lie. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so she's gone, um, and this is something that just happens in this game that is really uh, not strange, but like, it, it, like okay, Rache was about to kill me, but now we're going to have a heart-to-heart, like this happens with Mr. Freeze later, where he says, like, yeah, I know I really need somebody else to pick up my crusade, because each time I go into the Lazarus pit, I'm terrified of what might come out, Yeah, you know, and Batman yeah. says, oh, this is your last chance, et cetera, et cetera, but not before he steals just a bunch of Rache's blood, so. Yep. The actual uh, happy blood. Yes. Not the uh, the happy blood that Joker mm-hmm. spread around. Um, and this won't be the last we'll be seeing of Reja Google. Yeah. Um, on the way out, we're introduced to one of the most annoying enemy types to me. Um, yeah. The enemy with a shield. Yeah. Um, the maneuver you have to do to get these guys is an attack from above, which is a three button combination that didn't fire for me consistently. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Fighting, doing that in the middle of a fight while you're doing counters from everyone else is pretty obnoxious because these guys' attacks, you cannot counter. Right. Um, they'll charge you, and if you're dealing with other enemies, like, I like these guys one-on-one just fine. Um, but when in a group, I made it a priority to uh, disarm them in other ways. Yeah. Like, if you do that um, somersault with the gel, they'll drop their shield. And I would just do that instead of doing the the prescribed method. For them because it didn't work consistently something that complicates some of these encounters in a way that i don't know i'm entirely positive on um is the fact that most of what makes an enemy special is a thing they can drop and somebody else can pick up mm-hmm. so you know if you're playing this like a video game you might think all right these shield guys are problems because they can charge me i need to prioritize them really all that does is take the shields out of the equation for like a minute before somebody else picks them back up and goes again <sighs> Yeah. 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 Uh, and this this is that's true of guns, too. One of the things we didn't talk about is when you get the jammer, the Mr. Freeze jammer, mm-hmm. um, you can actually dis- deactivate some guns. Yeah. With it, you have limited charges on it, but I love that ability. I always did that. <laughs> um, every yeah. encounter, two people get fake guns. Yeah. What were we going to say, Doug? I was saying, yeah, every time I would, if I was approaching and I would see there's a few guys with guns, I'm like, well, I might as well neutralize a few of these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Free. Because unless you upgrade your ballistics armor, guns are basically instant death yeah they're, they're serious dude. business yeah 100 percent. yeah um when you get out of here um you uh strange announces over the law lo- and this whole time he's been announcing over the the loudspeaker like you know protocol ted in five hours yeah uh at this point he says uh there's gonna be a new inmate uh quincy sharp this is the mayor yeah uh at this point and uh he's like he says hey, there's a new inmate you know let make him feel welcome which is essentially a death sentence right um you rescue him, and uh, Strange says, like, no, you know, or uh, Quincy says, 
uh, oh, no, you know, Strange approached me with these financiers saying he could solve the Arkham Asylum problem uh, with his money. So I set up Arkham City and put him in charge um, and, and you know, to work on my campaign for mayor. Right. Like, essentially. And it's like, well, you, you, you fucked. <laughs> fucked up. Sharp. Yeah. It, he also drops in there something about I don't know if it's if it's said out loud or if it's in the codex that um, Quincy Sharp's alter ego is I forget what he was in Arkham Asylum, but he's the the ghost of Arkham or something hmm. um, that this oh, was okay. all, this was all incepted by Hugo Strange, like messing with his head. Oh, because, huh. hmm. yeah, the ghost of Arkham are that those weird uh, Easter eggs in uh, in Arkham Asylum. Hmm. Um, where it's, it seems like it's about the origins of the asylum, yeah. as told by Grant Morrison's A Serious House on Serious Earth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. So with this uh, bit of information from uh, Mayor Quincy Sharp, uh, we've got to, uh, we, you know, we we, we kind of put that in our back pocket because we've got a lot of happy blood in us that needs to be moderated. Barbara says, hey, before you uh, uh, chase this lead, you really, really need to go talk to Freeze about this cure. Yeah, you're going to um, die, you yes. idiot. Um, and Freeze is back, you know, in the forensics lab, you know, which he has modified to be his own little cold room. Um, and you go talk to him and Mr. Freeze says, Hey, um, I'm not going to give you this cure. He smashes one of the vials, uh, that he made out of the, out of the racial ghoul blood. Um, and he says, Hey, the Joker has taken Nora, Mr. Freeze's, um, sick wife who has been frozen, uh, and says, all right, I'm, I'm not going to give you the cure until you bring me my wife back. Yep. And, uh, you say, homie, don't play that. Yep. And then you bonk him on the head, <laughs> like homie, the clown. And then you uh, you fight him. And this is this is the best boss fight in the series and one of my favorite boss fights of all time. Yeah. Top five uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before before we me and Cole do our, our tight 10 or whatever on it. What is your where are you at on this, Doug? Are you are you with well, us on this? Or are you are you like this boss fight sucks and you guys are idiots? No, this is a masterclass. <laughs> um, yeah. This is I imagine this is the kind of thing where if you take a, a you know video game design courses, they would point to this and go, this is how you do it. Um, mm -hmm. it, it incorporates so many things that you sort of see in other like kind of classic boss fight things and then sort of reinterpolates them. So you have this, it, what would normally be like a multi-phase boss fight where like, well, first you have to do this to, you know, you will hurt him with this. And once you finish, you know, you sneak up on him and you kick him in the back of the head. Okay. Then you're going to use the electro gadget on him and then you're going to use this gadget. And instead what they do is they give you this room and they turn you loose with all of these different methods at your disposal of uh, of coming at mr freeze and they let you pick and choose which one you want and then they build on that with the avid caveat of like well each time you use one you won't be able to use it again mm -hmm. so you have to figure that out and beyond that they finally tune this room to to an absolute t that it's it wouldn't work if this room was any bigger or any smaller um or and mr freeze's movement was any faster or any yeah smaller. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he's a really important part of this um, as a, as a thing. Like, you, definitely, like I was going to mention the room size, so I'm glad you caught that. And then just the uh, slow inevitability of freeze is a really interesting boss fight. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not quite like my instinct is to call it a stealth boss fight, but that's only kind of true, you know, because it, it's everything you do for him, you do have to do it by surprise. But it's not all stealth. Like some of the tactics are more, um, 
you know, ambushes or um, just using the environment against him. Um, and they're all things that you do in. So like, I think a lesser game, what they would do is uh, you would have a le- like if it was Zelda, you'd have a level and this in this dungeon, you get the uh, bat, bat gel and then the boss fight you use the bat gel. And that's it. Instead, the entire game kind of functions as the dungeon to train you to use all these toys. And then it's like, use any five that you want. Yeah. You, you just can't repeat. So, you're, you know, here's your imagination or use your imagination. You have to use at least five of these things. And the entire game has been training you up until this point. Yeah. It's like this. It's like the best Zelda boss that's <laughs> ever been done. We, we, I mean, we, we, we make this point a lot and it's not original, but the idea that a final boss fight ought to function as a quiz over, you know, it ought to test you on things that you learn throughout the game. That holds true. And here, like what this is doing is saying like, all right, so you, you, you think you know how to be Batman, do you? Yeah. Um, you know, like how much have you been paying attention? Like, can you read, can you read this space while this kind of slow march of doom is walking toward you um, and following you around and um, pressing you to think situationally in a way that you haven't had to probably because maybe you have been using the same tactic um, all the time. Maybe you've been leaning on one or two of these throughout here. And the fact that Mr. Freeze is constantly evolving, um, mm-hmm. a, it gives you the sense that he is, um, you know, that the developers thought of everything, right. That, that TV tropes thing, like, Oh, like that, like there is so much unique dialogue recorder for this. What I love is it is Batman basically going up against Batman's own strengths, which is, oh, Batman could defeat anybody with enough preparation. Like Mr. Freeze in this, you know, like like in this universe, he is an incredibly smart dude who, like Batman, is using, you know, science and engineering and technology to be prepared for everything. He is prepared for everything that you are going to do. Right. So mm-hmm. thematically, it feels incredibly satisfying to to go up against somebody who is adjusting their tactics to the way that you fight. Yeah. And I think and I think what you said about over-reliance is really important because, like, you know, if you're the kind of person that's like, all right, I'm going to get under those floor grates, wait for him to, you know, stand over me and then hit the triangle button and take him down, they'll let you do it once, mm-hmm. uh, only once. So yeah. whatever attack you've been, like, you know, over-relying on the entire game, they're not going to let you get away with just that. Yeah. So the the way that it, it ends up kind of kind of working, you know, so for people who don't know this boss fight is that he marches around – looking for you and eventually will send out little drones to look for you. And anything you do will tell him where you're at. Like if you shoot the drones out of the sky, that's information too, right? That doesn't actually thwart the drones. Um, And as he's doing so, you walk around this arena and you are, you have to stealth hit him. You have to hit him without him knowing. And there are, uh, I think uh, 16 different ways to do it. Hmm. Um, The, uh, cause eventually you'll get a little piece of uh, a little pop-up. We'll tell you different ways to do it. Um, you know, and it does that, like, it's not like, oh, you're not doing it. So it's going to give them to you. Like it actually just does it. Eventually you get these things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's presented as Intel. Like the back computer is saying like, these are all of the flaws in Mr. Freeze's suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you go through and then you exploit them. So these can be things as obvious as just sneaking up behind him. Um, but it can also be, uh, blowing up a wall near him. And they have like these little pseudoscience explanations that are really great. Like, Freeze's suit is armored against uh, blows, but uh, hundreds of tiny blows will overwhelm the defense system. Mm-hmm. So like the kind of thing that would happen from rubble, 
Yeah. You know, or, uh, hey, you idiot. He just gave you the jamming thing for his gun. Remember that um, <laughs> you can you can jam his gun, you know, things like that. And uh, the difficulty setting that you're playing the game on determines how many of these you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing on easy, you only have to do three. Uh, medium is five. And then I think hard is nine, um, nine or seven. Yeah. Um, and you just it's really tense. Like as he gets better and you have to kind of push yourself uh, through things. It's just really good. And when you said um, this is the one that makes you know, have you been Batman? Not only is this the boss fight that does that, the boss fights that come later don't really do that. No, like, no. The final boss fight is much closer to the Reja Ghoul Sandman fight. And it's um, funny because executes. this game has a reputation for having like much better bosses, you know, like, oh, yeah, I think about Arkham City. I think of, oh, yeah, really good bosses, really thoughtful. No, it is just that Mr. Freeze looms so large that its yeah. goodwill overwrites everything. <laughs> yeah. This this is a and it does have better boss fights than the last game. Yeah, yeah. Like part of it is definitely giving that uh, that grinning on the curve because Asylum had miserable boss fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are these are extremely good. Yeah. Uh, and this this these are much better. I mean, this is extremely good. Um, they are better on average. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this boss fight. <laughs> All time fave. I am so while while we've been talking, I've been I've been paying attention, but also I'm flipping through these really annoying slideshow articles. I just did a search on Google best boss fights in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, on so of the entire first page of results, only one of these on WhatCulture.com lists Mister Freeze as uh, one of the best boss fights in video games. That's a bummer. That's kind of stunning. I, I would assume he would have been on every list. Yeah, <laughs> it also lists Deathstroke as well, lower than yeah, de- lower than this, but yeah, Deathstroke's very good. Yeah, um, what else is on the on those lists where they don't they don't have the Mister Freeze? What are these idiots like? I like it's <laughs> what are a, these fools like? It, it, it's it's a lot of stuff where like it's story significant. So they say, oh, Lavos and Chrono Trigger is one of the best boss fights in all of all time. Like, okay, it, sh- sh- not not really. Like yeah, it's, it's a it's important in the story, but I think maybe you are just maybe you just really like Chrono Trigger and you like the final boss of games that you like. Yeah, that's that's the that's always a thing in in people considering games, right? Yeah, like yeah. you just you know just oh this is the the thing this is the team I'm rooting for. This was very satisfying because I liked this game a lot. Yeah, but there's there's like nothing to Lavos as far as a fight goes. Right, right. It's just you multiple know, like phases and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's no combat tricks in Chrono Trigger. Like right. it's not the type of game it is. Right. Um. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, this this instead is is sublime. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all ends up being kind of for naught. After you uh, you take him out, um, you you beat him up, you pummel his face, which because you have Joker blood, his face turns into Joker for a second, foreshadowing your Joker hallucinations in mm-hmm. the next game. Oh, yeah. And uh, he comes to his senses uh, or just realizes he's defeated. Right. You know, he's right. practical. <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, you have to you have to get uh, go get Nora. We do have a vial of the cure. I'll cure you so you can get Nora. And he opens up and Harley had stole it through the back of the safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's probably taking it back to the Joker's lair back in the steel mill. Uh, To aid you, Mr. Freeze gives you his freeze charges. So these are ice grenades. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is the only gadget I use for the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) They're so overpowered. Yeah, I think these are really overpowered. Um, And just really, they accomplish most of the things other gadgets do. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you just want to stun somebody for a little while, but you can spam them. And if you spam them on enemies, then they will, uh, it takes them out for a little while. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is very useful. Yeah. They so. don't seem to be limited in any way. 
Yeah. Um, they're also the way you do one of the most famous Easter eggs in this game. If you spam these, uh, you climb like a pixel every time you throw one <laughs> um, and then sink back down. But if you do it fast enough, you won't sink back down. So you float up into the air and you can get above the patrols of the, uh, the tiger things and fly out of Arkham City. <laughs> Um, which allows you to go over to where Arkham Asylum is, where they modeled it. It's oh. not perfect. It doesn't have texture collision, but you can fly around Arkham Asylum, like a little small scale version of Arkham Asylum they made. Oh, neat. Um, this, <laughs> which is super neat. Um, this has a great, like, um, there's like a out of bounds YouTube channel mm -hmm. called Boundary Breakers or Boundary Breaking. And that's a great, the episode on Arkham City is wonderful. Yeah. Because uh, anyone can do it. I, I did it when I first played the game. Like, it's just tapping that that grenade button. Mm -hmm. So this game, uh, getting back to that Easter egg thing, there, there's one other one that like appears on like the list of like, holy shit, can you believe these Easter eggs? And it's the Calendar Man one. Have you seen that one? Yeah. 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 So yeah, if you set yeah, your game clock to the day that Rocksteady Studios was founded, which was obviously years and years before this game came mm -hmm. out, so why would you do that? Um, if you visit Calendar Man, he has some dialogue that I think hints towards the events of Arkham Knight. Something like oh, yeah. apocalyptic talk, which is kind of remarkable that they would bother to put stuff like that in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but, but, but the, it is hearkening back to when they put the when they basically said, "Here's what Arkham City is going to be in Arkham Asylum." Right, mm -hmm. like has there, it's it's been a very clearly allude to where they're going in Arkham Knight. There's a um, there's that boat that you can uh, get inside. That there's all these like scarecrow, like, scarecrow stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, yeah. Uh, there's that one. Um, is there anything? I haven't played Arkham. I've only played Arkham Knight once. Um, is there anything in Arkham Knight that hints towards a, is is that kind of future casting? And I don't do know. know. I, I did I did start a replay of Arkham Knight because I was kind of curious to see how how things from this game got iterated on uh, mm -hmm. in the next. I don't know that I've encountered anything that alludes towards a future thing, but as we're recording this, I've been noticing, I was doing a little internet research, that Rocksteady is set to announce whatever their new thing is relatively soon. Probably 83, it's mm -hmm. in a month, yeah. And the rumor that I've seen is that it is something else, it's, it's called like Outlaws, and that it is something tied into this Arkham universe, but that could be chaff, I have no idea. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. There've been tons of rumors about what they're making. Like they were talking about an Avengers game that they might've been making. Like just lots of people are, you know, there's been scuttlebutt, but yeah. I think there was a talk of a Superman thing too, because uh, in Arkham Knight, if you go to listen to uh, Batman's voice messages, there's one in there from Lex Luthor. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, again, no, no concrete. This could all, by the time this episode comes out, they could have announced it. It's that soon. Supposedly. Yeah. That's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. They are uh, looking on their webs uh, on their website. They are hiring up. Mm. right now um they just they've posted tons of job list listings on twitter and on their website so nice. something's coming yeah um yeah if you're if you're listening break your nda <laughs> tell us get fired for your buddies gary and cole and doug um don't please don't get fired please don't um so he gives you those freeze grenades what these do is they uh obviously it's like ice a big puff of ice stuff yeah. and uh the utility thing is to freeze bits of water to create platforms which is again i don't i don't love that mechanic actually in this game no. um but the way better thing is how it affects goons yeah they they tutorialize it like to get out you have to pass through a hallway that is blocked up by steam tunnels oh that's broken steam pipes yeah it'll it'll yeah. block that but it's really just a it's a key for a door that will hurt that will hurt yeah. you yeah yeah yep. the iceberg thing the little iceberg thing is almost exclusively used for riddler trophies right riddler trophies and and one section of the steel mill extremely cursed yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, um, so when you get outside, uh, one of Joker's men uses a rocket launcher to shoot down Vicky Vale's uh, helicopter. Yeah, her newscopter, which in the autocorrect. Auto, auto this is that's a very good autocorrect, Cole. In the notes, it says Vicky Vale's new scooter. <laughs> no, no, my new so scooter. So she's got a Vespa, and somebody hits her with a rocket launcher, and you rescue her. Yeah. <laughs> my Vespa crashed because it got hit by a rocket launcher. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, you, you, didn't, you didn't do autocorrect. Yeah. I didn't design it. No, no, no. But you have to get a rescuer from snipers. There have been snipers around, obviously, but this kind of starts, uh, you know, some of these out, out, out in the world encounters where you have to take out the snipers without any of the other ones knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I think by and large, these are really successful. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like snipers in this game um, because you can, they have those long laser sights. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and we'll get to it, but the actual final encounter with them before the Joker is really great. Mm -hmm. Like a little puzzle box of order of operations of which sniper to take out first. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love sniping in games. Love taking out snipers in games. Mm -hmm. Basically when there are snipers about. Mm. Like I'm into it. And when there aren't yeah. snipers, I'm asking, where are, where the, are snipers? the snipers? And yeah, then... give me some snipers. Yeah. You know, need, need, need snipers. Yeah. Missing snipers. Then you see, then you see a glint off a lens in the distance and then boom, you're down. Yeah. Don't and even, I'm like, and I'm just going to hear the shot. Light. Yeah. <laughs> I just fall down on my back grinning. You're <laughs> ear. Going, going out doing what I loved, being sniped. <laughs> You're making like a fetish. <laughs> Snipe me, Daddy. Yeah. So now is a good time to take a little break to go into side quests. Right. Uh, so I don't recommend anyone play the game this way. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't just like chug a lug all these toward the end. We're not going to yeah. go into too much detail on these unless they're really cool. And there's, there are but some that are really cool. Like the flavor of them is worth talking about. The mechanics of all of them are uh, hot and cold or like scavenger hunt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you go to a place and you fight some guys like doing these all in a row, um, which I didn't do uh, in either playthrough, but I watched them all in a row on this one because mm -hmm. I, I didn't do them all um, for this playthrough uh, does not lend them strength. No. Like um, because they do come off as very samey. Um, so uh, kind of moving through them. Uh, we talked about earlier Zaz. Um, this is the series of phones that ring throughout the city. And uh, when you answer, um, he uh, uh, taunts you and he's doing this game where he's got phones very encrypted. So you can't track him. Um, he's calling these phones where there's a victim and you have to get there within a certain time uh, to save the victim. Mm -hmm. um, Zaz is a weird Batman villain to me because his gimmick is that he's just a straight up fucking like Hannibal Lecter style like, serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like he's a Thomas Harris villain. He's not like a Batman villain. Right. Um, he needs a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. 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 And his yeah. gimmick is that what he carves the name of all of his victims into his skin. He, he carves a hash, mark. Hash, a hash mark, hash mark. There we go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you get his backstory. This whole thing when he calls you is all about his backstory. Right. Right. And, and him uh, kind of snapping his parents dying, him being very rich, losing the fortune and then winding your revenge on penguin mm -hmm. uh, and, and killing and stuff. But you yeah. eventually track him down and, and uh, actually take him out. Right. Uh, he's like yep. he, he was weirdly your combat tutorial and uh, or your sneaking tutorial in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, something that happens right here when you finish the Vicky Vale side quest is also, I think, maybe the best of these, uh, mm -hmm. which is the oh, Mad Hatter one. one. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Because you get a call from Alfred saying we developed a cure. Um, it works perfectly and there's enough for everybody. So come to this particular location. Yep. <laughs> and Alfred would never do Batman's trick. No. So so I'm I'm going to go, you know. Yeah. And uh, and when you go there, uh, you are uh, you're drugged 
um, and you wake up on a uh, a desk or on a, on a tea party rather. Mm-hmm. You know, at this uh, this thing where you've been uh, you've had a hat put on you from the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter is like one of the I, lo- I like the Mad Hatter a lot mm-hmm. uh, as a villain, a Batman villain. Um, the way that he works is he puts little tiny electronics in hat rims, <laughs> which is very silly. Yeah, like he puts he makes mind control derbies. Yeah, and stuff. Um, but he makes one of those for Batman. Um, and then you try to fight it off. And the way this is shown is just you fighting people in masks on a gigantic, uh, like the intro to the twilight zone. Yes. On a you know, like on a big spinning yeah. clock. Yeah. While um, your head is Frank, the bunny or whatever from Donnie Darko. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he makes you, uh, and then, uh, you know, so you, you just fight them off for a while. It's just regular goon combat mm-hmm. until you get to the end and you punch a mad hatter. And then you wake up and you see that he's arranged this little tea party of corpses mm-hmm. around you. Like they're all dead. And you just escape the the house he put you in. Yeah. And it's really neat to kind of like look around this house mm-hmm. and stuff. Really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If you you know if if you were missing Scarecrow's presence here, uh, then Mad Hatter gives you a little little slice of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else is good? Um, there's one with the Bane, uh, which is kind of has a kind of a cute ending, but the way this articulates, I don't love. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hey, there's some canisters in the city of Titan. Um, you, you know, Titan is this weird holy thing to me. Um, so I don't want criminals getting it. You obviously don't want them. So let's split split up. You take six, I take six. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the game in various areas, there'll be Bane canisters. You blow them up until eventually um, you uh, you go to Bane uh, to check on him. The way Batman says that, you say is, I should go check in on Bane and see how he's doing, <laughs> which I think is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> just like, how are you doing, big guy? Yes. You know, like, you do, oh, Bane, all right. <laughs> status uh, update. Yeah, status update. Uh, it gets complicated. Oh, Bane, <laughs> buddy. Um, when you get there, a bunch of people ambush you for things. And the cool part is you get this little fun fight where you get to fight along with Bane. Mm-hmm. You know, which is cool. Uh, but then, of course, Bane betrays you. But then, of course, Batman knew that was going to happen and betrays Bane. Right. So just like with everything with Batman, it all ends up where it started. Lie. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> so, everything with Batman is a dirty lie. Yep. Yeah. Um, how, what sticks out for you, uh, for, for you, Doug? Well, I, the, out of the ones you have left on this list, I do like um, the shot in the dark watcher in the wings and identity theft in terms of their tone. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. way they articulate is all three of these are playing a game of where's Waldo yeah. in Arkham city, where you have to basically spot a corpse um, amongst mm-hmm. all of the, either the detritus, or you have to go into detective mode and look for a skeleton that's not moving mm-hmm. or, you know, or like in Azrael's case that he's standing still on a rooftop. And like, I'm, playing this on a PS4 on a pretty sizable TV and like, it's still impossible to, you just have to luck into either finding where these things are or get a fact and do it. Um, which is a shame because I think once you actually do some of these things, the Deadshot one's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you find all these different murder victims and you go through the detective mode kind of, um, kind of like you did at the very beginning of the game with the uh, sniper shot from the steeple from Joker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always like going into detective mode and, and doing those things um, and they lead you back to him. And, but then you eventually just kind of sneak up on him and take him out from underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not bad. Um, the identity theft one is and the, uh, the other one are they're all kind of the same. You just you find a body, you find more bodies. And when you find enough of them, then you get a cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of the, the flavor of them is Deadshot uh, has a list. He was hired by Strange. 
to murder certain people to cover Strange's tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you eventually find his itinerary to yeah. kind of cut him off. Um, Watcher in the Wings is uh, Azrael, um, who is testing you. Azrael is a fairly obscure Batman character. Yeah. Um, who he's like a member of a Templar order of a uh, kind of Batman essentially. And, uh, he's watching you to test you. And then yeah. when you get to him, he doesn't really test you. He just says, you're, you know, the time is coming and you say, I don't believe in fairy tales because it doesn't matter what you believe. I've delivered my message. I'm like, man, mm. you could have fucking texted. You didn't have to like yeah. wait around on rooftops, like the G man, just looking yeah, the entire at night. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this, is this not boring for you? Why, why are you not looking at your phone? Um, <laughs> And then identity theft is somebody, uh, Bruce Rain, going and killing all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, I like the way this, this turns out, it's really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you end up eventually finding out that this is your buddy, um, this, uh, this, this Elliot, this Dr. Elliot, who used to be a doctor, who has made a version of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Hush, is that character. That was a fairly modern comic. Yeah. At the time this uh, came out. So this was one of the more modern things that's not from deep Batman history. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he has this like stitched together Bruce Wayne face of finding like the parts of other people's faces that look like Bruce Wayne's <laughs> and stitching them together. Like really pretty great. <laughs> um, there's a good version of this in Arkham Knight with the pig, uh, with pig. That's, that's pretty great. Oh, yeah. That reminds me of this. And Hush, and Hush himself does appear in Arkham Knight again. He does the same thing Ezreal does, which is like, I'm going to say something cryptic. See you in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- th- that's, uh, those are all real good flavor but you know the actual they're just if you're playing them as the game goes on um you do break up the pace yeah as yeah. you mentioned like you'll you know, get distress nice. calls from people um yeah. and uh you know you, you, you go and kind of start these and then chase them down uh, as your appetite demands mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oddly enough again out of these if it weren't for so many trophies the riddler one is probably the best mm-hmm. because yeah. every so many riddler trophies you find you get the enigma box which uh, again you gets you a clue to a location. You go there and you find that Riddler has imprisoned somebody in some kind of some, at least I think decently interesting way. Like there's one where you have to use your, your scanner. There's like a three, uh, uh, a three card Monty game with a hostage where he's behind a door. Um, and if you pick, no matter what you pick, he will, uh, roast the hostage. But if you turn on your detective mode, you can see that Riddler, uh, secretly drops him underneath the system. And you can see that he's, um, trying to, um, cheat on you. <laughs> um, so you catch him cheating and then you pick the right person he goes no how did you figure that out um and <laughs> they don't you know you do, they all, they're all pretty different in the way they articulate so they're, they're kind of nice and then the last one which is kind of funny is that he has all of these people that are marching along with like you know those things that like kids have they're like a little like um it looks like they're pushing a little lawnmower and it's got a bubble in it and it like pops and makes noise oh yeah, yeah, yeah. man they're pushing like electrified versions of these along lines um mm-hmm. and like it being like if they stop moving or if they stop walking along this line it will shock them to death um and this is the last one where you sneak in there you take out riddler and it ends with you just like hooking him to one of these and like basically saying go you have <laughs> yeah fun. you, you, you actually put uh you, you put him in the hands of cash who is in this game uh you know this is just 2019 gary speaking but like the cops are really lionized in the batman universe in general um, a lot of the prisoners talk about how Cash beat the crap out of them when he, they were in jail and how they're mm. getting revenge. And it's like, this probably wasn't good for that cop to beat the crap out of prisoners who are already in prison. Yeah. It's you know, kind of... um, and with Riddler here, you give him the little thing, you give him the device, which won't work. You're not giving Cash the power to kill the Riddler, but you decide to let him torture the Riddler for a while. Yeah. You know, like you say, like, hey, 
he's like, you better walk Riddler. And the Riddler starts walking. And he's like, you sure this thing won't work, Batman? He's like, no, it won't work. But he doesn't know that. <laughs> so basically just saying like, hey, cop, torture this criminal for a while. Like, per- it's not just putting him in jail. Pretty fucked up. It's it's a little fucked up. You know, Ooh. it is just desserts because the Riddler's obnoxious. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Cops torturing criminals. Yeah, it's and it, it's probably not for the greater good to encourage that behavior in a, you know, in a corrections officer. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Just, I learned it from you, Batman. I learned it from you. Yeah. The um, uh, there's a couple of them that are just kind of non entities as well. Um, you can get the loose end of grabbing uh, Doctor or uh, Mr. Freeze's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. There's a thing where um, some of the people, if you want to go back into the Iceberg Lounge where you fought Penguin, the uh, the cops that you unlock there have found a piece of equipment for you, mm-hmm. an upgrade. You know that it's presented as a side quest, but it's really just you want to go get this upgrade. Yeah. You know, and there are cameos like we talked about Calendar Man. You can find him, uh, come back to him on particular days and he says different stuff um, or more likely just reset your system clock um, and come mm-hmm. back to him. Um, additionally, uh, I liked this one. Uh, you can when you're in the sewers, take a wrong turn. And when you open up a particular door, Killer Croc like slams you down and menaces you. But he says, mm-hmm. oh, you're you're sick. So I don't have to kill you. I just have to wait for you to die and then I can eat your corpse. And then he just mm-hmm. kind of leaves you alone. <laughs> yeah. They're really good. Yeah. The, um, and that, that's most, that that's them. Yeah. I think it's cool. Like I said, they are a low level patina over everything. Mm-hmm. That's how they're meant to be played and played as such. They're actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead we're going to the mill, uh, which has been flooded now. So we have to use that freeze blast to create these ice platforms to drag ourselves around on. Um, again, I don't really like this. No, it's slow. There, there, there's like current in these and it is kind of drawing you toward these drills that will bust up the, uh, that will bust up the platforms. Um, mm-hmm. and frustratingly, there is one section where you've got to, like the water is going around this kind of S curve in the, uh, in the hallways, everything up to this point has led you to believe, okay, well, this is, this is ice platform territory. I'm floating on this. When in reality, what you have to do is get on, get, get on solid ground and, and use your line launcher because the platforms will not take you there will not take you the way you need to go, which is a, like the first time I played this, I was stuck on this for a long time because I forgot the line launcher existed. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that, that, that may just be my experience. Yep. Yeah. Um, as you, uh, you continue down, you eventually get down to a few thug, thug offs, mm-hmm. you know, fighting some thugs. Um, Joker appears on a screen and he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, Oh, he took the cure. Of course. <laughs> Yep. Which we know we know it did not happen. Um, and uh, he orders his men to get their weapons and get ready for a jailbreak, um, essentially. Right. Um, as the, as you're kind of making your way through, um, you get these overheads. You hear about this plan advancing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you round a corner and the doctor, the intern that she found before, she tries to swing a pipe at you. Um, no, doesn't work. And Batman knew it was not a threat. Uh, she's been holed mm-hmm. up here and she says, yeah, this, th- this place is mined. Like they've got all these mines around here. Um, and this introduces or heavily leans on, um, new enemies in the predator sections who will leave proximity mines around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, good to take off, take out before they can leave a lot of them around. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's another one of these that we didn't talk about earlier. You've got, uh, it, it introduces enemies who will jam your detective vision. Oh yeah. 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 You can see them when you go into Detective Vision. So you once you take them out. Yeah. But you're kind of flying blind up until that point. No. Like a bat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
so what else here? When you get to the Joker's lair, we see Joker. He's all scabby again. <laughs> and then turns around and is fine. And we're like, well, something's going on. Yeah. Um, and then he hires all this help. And this is my favorite clue in the game about what's going on is if you switch to detective motion vision at any point in this Joker doesn't have a skeleton. Yep. And right. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it now. Okay. You know? I think there are other um, subtle visual cues in, in terms of the difference between the healthy Joker and the sick Joker as well. I forget what they are, but I know that so- somewhere online, I'm sure someone's posted the, you know, like the flower has, you know, slightly fewer petals or something on it. There's, you know, he's not quite a perfect duplicate. Yeah. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm positive. There's something in the, uh, there, there, there's something in the, in the outfit. Uh, but at this point, it's a little bit like in Resident Evil Six with the two Adas. It's like, oh sure. <laughs> it's like I, I know you think that you're tricking me, game, but yeah. I'm untrickable. No, I'm not untrickable. It's just this is this is um you know baby town frolics. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna be tricked by this. Yeah, not in a million years. You gotta wake up pretty um, early, re six. I got tricked <laughs> by it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So this is this is a uh, a big you know big fight uh, here. Lots of dudes. And it keeps ramping up. Like eventually, a Titan fella mm-hmm. pops in there. There's a the other arm guy mm-hmm. comes through, um, and there are two uh, roller coaster uh, tracks running through this as well um, that are kind of a boon. Um, I was using that freeze grenade a lot, and you freeze somebody on the uh, the roller coaster thing, and they get hit. Yeah, by it. So that's really great. Yep, and they no longer have pelvises. They have to get replacement mm-hmm. pelvises. Yep. Uh, which as a Batman, that's, that's appealing to me. <laughs> like, you know, I, got, I get invested a lot of money in big pelvis. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. big, big bat hip replacements. <laughs> um, this fight ends with basically this whole building kind of collapsing, or at least the roof. Batman is kind of incapacitated uh, under this debris. Joker's about to finish him when Talia comes in. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, you know, let me offer you a trade. Don't kill Batman now, um, and I will give you the secret to, to immortality. And as she walks away, she points to a tracker on her lapel saying, follow your heart. Yeah. Um, and then Bruce says, I need to save her. She doesn't know. She doesn't know who she's dealing with. Like, she yeah. she is more in control of the situation than you are, Batman. Yeah, that, that's Batman's whole deal. Yeah. Like, he's he's a real uh, Batsplainer. <laughs> And to be fair, I think you know enough about the man in the scary clown suit to not trust him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know seem quite like a straight shooter. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to give him power of attorney. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, man. Attorney Joker? <laughs> I'm into Attorney Joker. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so the, if, you're, uh, if you have the DLC uh, or you bought the game recently, we now have a Catwoman scene mm-hmm. to explain how she gets there. This is very assignment Ada. <laughs> Yes. You know, uh, yeah. just to kind of show uh, Catwoman because Catwoman shows up in the main game just to, to save you. This is how she got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is my favorite Catwoman part um, is her invading the uh, tiger facility. Yeah. Um, where they keep all their handhelds. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you. Uh, <laughs> the, Sorry. It took me a minute. That was a way home. Right? A uh, the, the, um, so they call it the uh, R zone zone, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the um the R zone where they hold their tiger handhelds. Um, so she's uh she's negotiating with Ivy, uh, and Ivy's mad because like, hey, you didn't water my plants, but um, Tiger took one of my plants. You can go save it in Strange's vault, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'll do it. Um, and you break into this place, and you get this like pretty great little stealth section. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these guys with this different move set um, that is cool because crawling on the ceiling feels very different yes. than being on gargoyles. 
yeah. here. The, the, I mean, just the, the, the geometry is catered to her moveset. So, like, instead mm-hmm. of being a big open arena, like the other Predator sections, this is like a series of hallways. So, mm-hmm. you know, you are waiting for the patrols to, you know, waiting for them to go on patrol and isolate themselves um, and taking them down. Uh, and they raise the stakes by, you know, this whole area will be sealed off if any of them spot you. Yeah. Um, so you have to you have to do this perfectly. Yeah. Uh, fun stuff. The, uh, after you get there, um, when you get inside the vault, uh, you see the orca and just destroy it because poison ivy is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this, this plant is dumb. And then uh, you fight some strange, some strange men uh, and you're leaving with your stuff, your briefcase full of cool secrets. And you get a little choice uh, to, le- you know, you uh, see, you hear a strange announce that they have Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I can escape Arkham City with the loot or I can go save Batman. <laughs> if you and, escape Arkham City, there's a non-standard game over because mm-hmm. Batman dies. Yeah. That's genius to put that in there to like give you at least the illusion, the illusion of, of that choice. Illusion yeah. choice. There's also yeah. a really clever thing. Um, so because it's like a military facility, there's signage and stuff. Mm-hmm. The other uh, two different ways you can go have diegetic uh, arrows. Oh yeah, on the floor. R- r- red and green. Yeah. Red and green. Like the green one is lets the game keep going. The red one ends the game. Nope. Um, and they're like they're part of the level. You know, so there's this little like, you know, which one do I choose? It's pretty neat. No. Very clever. Um, but of course, you go for Batman and you rescue him from the rubble. Yeah. Yep. And then Protocol 10, baby. Yeah. Protocol the 10. Master plan. Our, our master plan. Maybe some missiles and shit. Yep. Genocide. <laughs> yep. It kill everyone in town. Yeah. Uh, in the explodiest way possible. Protocol 10. It's, it's which like is when... crazy. If you think about the the, the, the thing that triggers Protocol 10 on the surface is that oh the inmates have gotten a hold of guns which of course strange supplied them but the the inmates have a hold of guns the situation's got so out of control the only thing we can do is kill them mm-hmm. but he's been counting this down for like 10 hours yeah yeah, so, <laughs> so, what, yeah. you gave them the guns days ago so <laughs> what yeah. are you waiting for well and it would have been really cool to see one of the one of the big things that's like missing from this game, and it's fine because it it's a fun comic book game and it doesn't matter, but I would have loved to have seen that that subtext made explicit um in terms of his like PR, because even you know, I know I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but at no point did I ever feel like, oh, the average citizen is gonna buy this bullshit. No. And no. I definitely didn't think the average citizen was gonna deal with them just like leveling the city blocks full of criminals, like even if they are criminals, mm-hmm. you know, like Gotham's hard on crime, but give me a break. Right. Yeah. So him uh, explaining it, like if every time we learned about him, uh, you know, uh, planting weapons or fermenting this like a uh, kind of gang war, we had like maybe uh, Vicky Vale. We'd overhear a Vicky Vale broadcast mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, she was interviewing him, you know, because he's a public figure. Yeah. Like he's the guy who who runs it interviewing him and him just saying like, you know, it's gotten out of control. We've done our best, et cetera, et cetera. Like really sell the lie, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and the plan is, as we're about to find out is to franchise this to other cities. Yeah. So yeah. Which in theory, is really this should weird. not be a public relations disaster. They're thinking that this is a success that other people will want to copy. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're going to take this to Bloodhaven and Emerald city and shit. Yeah. Right. Um, like, hey, Metropolis, you know how that, that entire plan went to shit. You want to give it a try? <laughs> Exactly. Like, hey, hey, land of Superman, do you think we can just summarily execute all your criminals for you? You know, Superman's gonna be fine for that, right? Yeah. Lex Luthor's gonna be fine for that, right? Like, Lex Luthor is gonna be fine with losing all his henchmen. Yeah. You know, it's it's a pretty dumb plan. Mm-hmm. Gotta say. It's less asinine than the plan in Night, which it was pretty asinine. I forget what the plan was, and we don't need to spoil it, but I just, that yeah. just... 
The, it's it's a villainous plan. It's not an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, it says someday. Like I'd be down. Like the because yeah. the things it does. It's not like a torture to play it. It's just I don't think it's very good overall. But it's not torture. But it, it's like a villainous plan. So it's not meant to be a public relations thing. But it, it does have a lot of holes in it. Yeah, as an idea. So yep. So, um, but it's cool that the city turns to uh, you know a place where it's just raining fire on everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now there are bombs. Yes. Uh, and they're helicopters, and I don't understand why Batman believes that one of these helicopters is going to have the master control program. And only one of them. Only one. Yeah, to get in. So you have to kind of jump from helicopter to helicopter scanning them mm-hmm. um, to find the right one um, while avoiding the other helicopters. Yeah. I don't yeah. care for this. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's weird, and it's not like it's difficult. It's just tedious. It's a little tedious. Yeah um there's a there's also a uh a weird uh choice here that like it, batman at one point says like well i should go save talia and Al- alfred says like master bruce they're, they're going to kill thousands of people you should probably be more concerned with that yeah and he has to like talk him into it mm-hmm. yeah 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 and just you know batman what he'll do for his girlfriends yeah <laughs> as like a theme of this alfred solves the trolley problem for 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 batman <laughs> No. Yeah, which is exactly. one person versus thousands upon thousands of people. Yes, yeah. it's, it's an ultra it's trolley. Hard, trolley problem to solve. <laughs> yes, Snowpiercer is coming down the tracks <laughs> and he's going to plow through thousands of people. It's a big trolley. Yeah. Um, when you get in, we're introduced to another enemy type. Um, these are the ones that have stun batons. These guys are such pains in the asses in Asylum. Um, introducing them late mm-hmm. in this game really works for me. Yeah. Because I don't like dealing with them very much. No, I, just, um, I don't like an enemy that hurts you when you punch them. Yeah, yeah. it's not very interesting. No. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so guards eventually surround you as you're fighting your way in. Uh, Strange addresses me over the screen saying like, hey, um, Gotham's corruption is all your fault. Pulling yeah. the old the, the, the whole Heath Ledger Joker idea that you escalated this so hard. How does it feel that everything that is wrong with this city is your fault? Well, there's, um, and there's there's something to that too. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Like like those villains would not be in Gotham City if it wasn't for Batman. That's right, right. the interesting stuff about Batman that is explored sometimes in the comics, but not as as often as I would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 it sounded like I was being dismissive, but it's just because I don't like Hugo Strange, which is a good thing for a villain, I suppose. So yeah, well, he's got that bad beard. Yeah, he's got that Amish beard and the Henry Kissinger voice. Yeah, nobody nobody does the Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Kissinger voice, Amish beard, like there's really nothing to like. Like no nobody you know nobody's hot for strange. When you go into town, you say you're gonna get a little piece of strange. You're not talking about Hugo Strange. No, no. No, you want yeah. Steven. Yeah. Yeah, you want exactly you want Steven. You want Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um so uh he's uh he go, you know, he talk, he's talking about this. He says, like, when the plan goes through, I'll take my place at my master's side. And you're mm-hmm. like, huh. And what's the what's that? You've got a master. Mm. Um you make your way uh, past these guys. You get under Wonder Tower where he's at. This is my. This is my. You've got it noted as a bear. I, this is actually my favorite uh, combat arena of the game. Oh yeah. Um, this uh, this Space Needle kind of thing oh, uh, yeah. where he's in the middle of the Panopticon and because the you have all these different options you usually don't have. Like oh, this is the one at the base. Uh, I, I love the one at the top. The the, the one at the base of the tower is what was the problem for me. Okay, I, I maybe don't remember which one. Uh, yeah. what, what this one was. Yeah, yeah you've been so. there before. Yeah. Uh, on the way to uh, Wonder City, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know what the problem specifically for you Cole was, but I felt like it it they the architecture is designed in such a way to really restrict your freedom of movement 
Mm-hmm. So where you want to like be able to glide around or move laterally, it's, it's a fairly vertical space. Yeah. So you're, it's a little hard to like get around and behind people to, to take them out. There's a good mm. deal of kind of like, uh, let, let, let's say substructure to this as well. So like when you're, when you're up in predator space, there are like hallways and walkways down below where it just, it feels like tons of enemies are. So uh, it is, it is the a problem of the geometry, like Doug has said, uh, but also a lot of enemies and this is kind of the most mine heavy they get as well. Um, yeah, it's it just a bunch of stuff kind of, kind of coming together. It is, it is not as interesting as when you're up on the needle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember which one it is now, I think. And it's, it's not great. Um, climbing up wonder tower is cool. Cause you're going high, you're going so high. Like you're even above the flight lines of the, of the helicopters, mm-hmm. but you get up there, uh, you hear about the plan to franchise the Arkham city, uh, kind of, kind, kind of, uh, concept, right? And you ride the elevator the rest of the way and you fake out some guards who expect you to, you know, to, to come out of the elevator. And then you get this final predator section up on the observation deck with strange and the fishbowl, you know, the panopticon in the middle. This is really good because instead of being concave, uh, instead of being a concave arena, it's convex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you want to escape and when you go, when you want to go gargoyle to gargoyle, you're actually going outside the observation deck. Um, and then swooping in through the balconies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's ways to get in uh, from outside, get into the vents. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of angles of ingress. Yeah. At this point. Uh, yeah. This is my favorite uh, predator section of the game. It's really good. Yep. Um, once you get in, uh, you pummel Strange. And he's like, well, I've already won. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's gloating over his success and everything kind of. Uh, but unfortunately, his master takes him out. Yeah. A, a sword explodes through his chest. Yep. And who is it? But Raja Ghoul, Liam Neeson. Oh, back again. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, Mess with the Batman. I mean, so th- I was a little bit bummed out by this reveal because I felt like I already dealt with him. And yeah. nothing it, like it didn't seem like anything was really going on with Rage aside from the succession kind of stuff. Well, here's the thing, right? What if you had said yes to the succession? Yeah. What if you abandoned and like abandoned strange and just been like, okay, you're, you're the new strange. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Uh, like you could, you could kind of argue it like, Oh, he knew Batman would never do it. Right. Right. And stuff. But I don't, that's never been Rage's character. Like the reason why he's interested in Batman is because Batman's the best man for the job. Yeah. There's no way Hugo strange is the best man for the job. No, no. You know, so it's just kind of weird that Ray Jagul is like putting a bet on both these ponies mm-hmm. and you, you kind of deal with him halfway through. At the same time, it would have been very weird if at the very end, like, oh, it's Ray Jagul. We haven't seen him yet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been a little strange, too. So I don't know exactly what the answer is Yeah. Uh, for this, but it it is a little bit weird. It's less successful than the Joker stuff, I think. Yeah. The Joker is the centerpiece to this and is the thing that I remembered the most about when I left this. How does the reveal of Raish being the mastermind of this uh, square for you, Doug? Um, it squares in that, I mean, it is a very Raish plan. I mean, you look at like his plan in Batman Begins, for example, and it's like, no, my plan is to just bring down city by city yeah. um, th- from their decadence. So it, it fits. Um, what I do think is kind of interesting that you sort of just alluded to is that the Joker has his entire plot going on mostly independently. Like every, like all these characters, are like, I don't know what protocol 10 is. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. important to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yet that sort of feel that is the climax that like you have, you have presented, uh, you've sorry, prevented uh, four fifths about of, of a genocide. No. Yeah. 
Um, and you've done all of these things. And yet the thing that kind of like brings this to a close as we're about to see is, is you versus the Joker as it should be. I suppose. Right. right. But mm-hmm. you're right. As a reveal, it's a little like, Oh yeah, well, of course it's racial goal. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it doesn't become much of a thing after this. Like we just dispense with him at this point. We still have his daughter, but like the fact that this is introduced and also dealt with right away mm-hmm. too, like there's not even a fight. There's no fight. Yeah, you yeah. know, so this would been a good place maybe for that duel you were talking about with him, like on the top of the tower or something. Yeah, so totally. Get... Yeah, totally, totally. Just like a cutscene cut as Strange is dying and Strange is like, oh, you betrayed me. You promised me, you know, et cetera. He activates protocol 11. It's like, oh, I thought there was only going to be 10 of those. <laughs> but 11 is blowing up his tower. And I keep thinking, like, does Strange name everything a protocol? <laughs> like when he brushes his teeth, is he like now time for protocol 23 <laughs> and then just like starts brushing his teeth and then like goes and takes protocol 24, which is a shit. <laughs> and then like makes himself a Mac and cheese, which is protocol 34, you know, <laughs> right? Like everything's a protocol. Orderly man. Yes. He's very orderly. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, Batman tries to save Raish. You know, you're fl- you're flying out of the out of there, but uh, uh, Race tries to stab Batman by stabbing his uh, sword through himself, causing mm-hmm. uh, causing Batman to you know separate. And then you know, Race is not just impaled through the chest by a sword, but he falls onto you know uh, a spiked accent on a building. Yeah, uh, which Batman isn't too torn up about. He says he's probably going to need a trip to his pit, so it'll be fine. Which mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you if like seeing Race Agul impaled you will like this game <laughs> if you go back to the spot where he is impaled later uh he is gone but the sword is still there Ooh. um mm. and he does make an appearance uh, in a dlc for arkham knight so he he made it can't keep race down yep can't yeah. keep a good race down unfortunately there's the dangling uh aspect of the joker and race's daughter yeah. uh as well um so joker appears on a big screen and he says hey oh yeah hey me i'm still <laughs> me um i've got talia hostage i'm at the theater come on over mm-hmm. and uh this is the the cool sniper challenge i like where they're just this absurd number of snipers and you have to manage their sight lines mm-hmm. and uh you know take them out in a proper order yeah which i really appreciate <laughs> when, when i walked up I, I i literally thought that he just had it set up to be like a laser light show faking me out <laughs> faking me out to think that it was a slight like snipers and i'm like oh i'm just gonna walk in and then boom 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 boom, boom. <laughs> there i go yeah, yeah. An, an ignoble end to the bat. <laughs> thought it was a laser light show. Yeah. I thought it was a laser light show, Alfred. <laughs> Robin, you'll have to be Batman now. <laughs> okay, chief. <laughs> but this is yeah. uh but, but this is at uh what is it, the Monarch Theater. Like if you yeah. go if you go here, you can actually see the the chalk outlines. The crime and, alley. Yeah, yeah, in the alley behind uh behind the theater. Would chalk outlines to last for, you know, thirty years or oh, yeah. Batman. Batman keep Batman keeps like re upping him. Yeah. So <laughs> he's on. just like the chalk that will never dry. <laughs> Batman, the crash was ten years ago. You have to move on. Yeah. No. Um yeah. so when you get inside, we see uh Joker, he looks good. Uh and he demands the cure, but he looks good. Mm. Uh, what's going on with that? Um, and, uh, Talia turns on him and stabs him, yes. uh, revealing that she's been playing 12 dimensional chess. She stole the cure from him to give it to Batman. Right. Right. Um, but there really are two jokers. The very ill joker is up in the balcony. Um, <laughs> and 
you know, while Batman is berating Talia for killing, you know, saying, hey, there's always an option. Uh, the real sick could have put him in traction. Yeah. Like, the option is breaking his neck just yeah. below the uh, just just to the... mobilize him. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so the real Joker, the ill Joker uh, shoots Talia on the back, killing her. So she's she's gone. Yeah. Um, and the dead Joker grabs the vial and morphs. Oh, shit. It's Clayface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I actually like the way this twist is handled to the player. Yeah. It never should have tricked Batman. No. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, do, they do a saw. They, like, they, they, they do a saw movie flashback of all the incredibly obvious clues. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep. You fell for the old two jokers trick, Batman. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, he quite straight up says it. Yeah. Uh, again, you know. Um, so then we have a yeah. fight with uh, with Clayface here. We're, we're, sorry, what were you going to say, Doug? I was going to say one of the other ones that we uh, glossed over earlier is they're, they're, they show you that video from um, uh, the Joker is talking to Batman on a TV screen and then the healthy Joker. And in the background, you can hear uh, the real Joker coughing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another, more clever ones. <laughs> when, there's, uh, there's tons of them. When, when he's looking yeah. in the safe where Harley stole the uh, stole the cure, uh, you see that there are two Joker cards left as the calling card. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. they left a pair of Jokers, mm, and both and of them wild. wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the, so yeah, pretty pretty good twist. Uh huh. Um, an okay fight. Yeah, with yeah. Clayface. I like Clayface quite a bit as a as a villain as a character. Mm -hmm. I think he's underutilized. Um. Mm -hmm. Here he's just kind of a big, uh, a, a big dumb oaf who will attack you. It's a little bit like the Solomon Grundy fight, where a non-physically imposing villain just kind of conscripts another villain to mm -hmm. do their dirty work for them. But Clayface is in it because, like, ah, yes, that's the role of a of a lifetime because Clayface yeah. is an actor, right? Well, and playing the Joker, yeah, right. It's like what you know, he 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 falling for the Heath Ledger curse. Mm. The, and the um, staging of this is cool too, the way they have that like black and white the terror um movie like flickering on him no. as he transforms. Mm -hmm. Like that's really great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Um and the fight's not bad. Like you have to use your iframes, like he does these long sweeping attacks. Mm -hmm. They have to kind of dodge through. And you're basically you're spamming him with uh ice grenades enough to hurt him so you can come up and punch him harder. Right. Yeah. Uh use the sword on him. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta take the sword out of his back and dice him up trying to reduce his elasticity um mm -hmm. eventually uh the uh the floor breaks uh breaks down i think joker blows it um mm -hmm. and you actually fall through down to where the lazarus pit is and joker mm -hmm. figures all right well there's no there's no cure um or batman's got it so i'm gonna go for that batman throws a sword and brings down the entire apparatus yeah um and then batman drinks half of the cure saying okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have this Joker pretends that he is begging for help beneath the rubble and Batman kind of falls for it. Uh, thinking, mm -hmm. okay, that's where he is. And, you know, we, we, we could talk about this in detail, but Joker ends up hurting himself. You think that there's going to be a choice. You think that it's going to set up like, okay, is Batman going to kill him or is Batman going to allow him to die? Uh, Joker almost alludes to that saying, you know, like, what about your code? Isn't that the same as murdering me? Well, by getting greedy, Joker dooms himself because the final joke is Batman would have given him the cure and then Joker yeah. dies laughing. Yeah. The um yeah, he 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 stabs him, you know, either trying to get it or just not believing in that honorability of Batman. Right. Or just, you know, he loves stabbing. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
the um yeah it's uh you know him doing you know uh and the you know what's what funny batman actually says it yeah batman's like you know you know what's funny is after all you've done i would have saved you right um which is a little bit of a callback to the really uh you know there's a lot of a lot of discourse around the killing joke yeah um yeah. and how that's uh you know a damseling and, and other things like that and that's all well and good and true mm-hmm. um but the ending of it where uh joker tells batman a joke and they both like kind of laugh mm-hmm. at the end of it is a really great ending yeah you know, the, just the, that's a great version of the Joker where he's not laughing all the time. Like, he's often, like, sad and terrified looking. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I really love that Joker. Love that Joker. Mm-hmm. And the uh, <laughs> uh, this little bit, this feels like a reference to that. Like, you know what's funny? And them kind of sharing a laugh almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really like that as a, a final moment mm-hmm. with the jokester. Yeah. Yeah, I did as well. And I had the same thought as you that it was a, a reference to the killing joke, at least in spirit. Um, mm-hmm. It was just awesome as a, as a player to just go like, oh, they're – they're going to kill the Joker. That is a cool, bold, dramatic move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first played this, I was shocked that you just have the Joker dying laughing, you know, over the course of this very long shot. Because what they've been, you know, in the incidental dialogue, what they've been leaning on is, you know, they've been exploring a little bit the fucked up relationship between the Batman and Joker, right? Mm-hmm. You know, by talking about just you know, how inter, how, how toxically codependent they are. Um, and here Joker's gone. Yeah. Yep. You've lost this thing that defines you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you very tenderly carry him out of the, uh, out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon asks what's happening there. Batman won't answer him. He just keeps on walking. Yep. And the credits play and eventually the credit, the credit music turns into the Joker singing only you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a really good touch. Yeah, it's cute. Yes. Super cute. And that's the the real ending of the game. Yes. Um, this is where the DLC hurts it the most, I think. Mm-hmm. Undercuts is it. Is having this weird little postscript. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very well uh, is how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, Catwoman has to get her things and get out of Arkham. Um, so she goes to her apartment and a bomb explodes. Um, and a group of thugs surrounds her to beat her up. And you think that this is going to be end, uh, but she finds out that Two-Face took her stuff Yeah, uh, to the museum. <laughs> so she goes there to do a Two-Face boss fight, sort of. Yeah, it's like a predator uh, section kind of thing. But to do it, you have to get through the museum again. It's yeah. not great. Well, and uh, it's not a, it's a predator section, but also uh, he has unlimited thugs. Yeah, yeah. You have to actually go for him. So the way to do it, and it took me a little while because Catwoman's very fragile in this game. Yeah. Um, the way to do it is you have to... Uh, Make a commotion, get the thugs to run after you, and then sneak up on Two Face. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little Easter egg here too. Um, when he uh, he's talking about, it, he's like, "Whoever gets Cat One will be my number one guy." <laughs> does that? Does the Joker uh, Nicholson Joker? Oh yeah, yeah. Did, but, he, or or is he alluding to the Hot Chip song? Oh, which oh, I think that's alluding to the Nicholson guy, oh, Nicholson yeah. Joker. <laughs> Damn it! As well, based on the video, I just uh, since it has hot. Hot chip joker. Yeah. More, more, more people ought to watch that video. It's a good video and a good song. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you just, you take them out and then you leave. Yeah. And that's the end. And it's really weird. It should not have happened after the credits. Yeah. Yeah. He, he reveals like, Oh, I, I gave away half of it. And basically it just, it ends with a scene between Catwoman and Batman. Batman still has a lot of stuff to clean up here in Arkham city and Catwoman needs to get the rest of her stuff. So that's why they're both hanging around after the credits. Which go, allows you to do all those riddlers. Yeah, yeah. You can go on to uh, to New Game Plus. The main thing in New Game Plus, kind of both modes of it, is uh, it takes away the counter hit indicators. Mm-hmm. 
which uh, seems very difficult to me. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty nasty. But that is the ending. The Joker is dead. Mm-hmm. Long live the Joker. <laughs> um, yeah, what are, your, what are your thoughts on kind of how this wrapped up, Doug? Uh, just like you said, it's a little weird to have this Catwoman thing tacked on afterwards. Um, and I actually find the, the fight with Two-Face to be pretty difficult um, because Catwoman is a little weak physically, so she can't take too many hits, and you have to really be careful to avoid everything to take him out. Um, the other thing that's annoying about it is if you did leave side quests and things unfinished as Batman, you can't get back to being Batman again. You can't like switch off between the characters until you complete this. Oh. Mm. So mm-hmm. That's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is a little bit of a meh. Um, to to what was otherwise a, actually a very forceful punch of an ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just the Catwoman stuff. Like, there's stuff to do with Catwoman and her relationship with Batman and her kind of place in this world. And the game doesn't do a great job of that right. in general. You know, it it felt like DLC even when it was included. Yeah. You know, for those kind of backporting DLCs into a into a main game, like weirdly, as much as it also has problems with the pace, like the way Human Revolution does that is a little bit stronger. I think. Because mm-hmm. there's continuity of character. It's not like just like, let's go see what somebody else is doing. Yeah. You know, which is a little bit rough. But overall, it's a really satisfying ending. All the stuff before that is is really good. Um, yeah, I like it. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Funzo stuff. Any uh, kind of wrap up thoughts? What uh, what didn't we cover that is uh, good or bad about this? Um, we didn't touch on Harley Quinn's Revenge. I don't know if you wanted to summarize that. Oh, in a yeah. Quick minute, but it's just a it's a whatever it's like a couple of days or a week after the main events of this game and batman has gone missing so you as robin get to infiltrate a, a new part of the map and try and rescue him although you flash back and forth i think to both of them uh mm-hmm. and then you ultimately uh rescue robin uh you get out of there and commissioner gordon says looks over at robin and is like is he is he gonna be okay <laughs> and he says something like i, I don't know mm-hmm. just sort of setting up that he's gonna be in a weird headspace for for arkham knight yeah but the fight with Harley in it is fairly similar to the fight with uh, Two-Face that we just discussed. There's a lot of goons, and you have to kind of get the drop on her um, and take her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but when I remember my memories of it are pretty vague, and it was that it didn't add a whole lot new to it. No, it's like very the, uh, the, Yeah, very same-y, same, very more of the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. um yeah. And in, in general, you know, one of the things that this podcast, you know, this is a long episode of the show, but we couldn't uh, cover all of the the things. But we, we mentioned all those Easter eggs and we kept kind of breaking in and interrupting ourselves to to do that. And the reason why is because a lot of the joy of this game is in that detail. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you uh, if you haven't played this before and you think it sounds cool, even though we just told you the plot, I think that the world feels just very lived in and very uh, uh, detailed and complicated in a way that I think you can still get a lot of joy. Yeah. Out of it, and the the combat system, which we didn't also didn't talk about tons, just because we've already done the prequel game to this or the previous game, um, is also like hits this balance I think really well between an ultra demanding Souls or Sekiro or Devil May Cry or Bayonetta fight mm-hmm. and a old God of War, you know, button mash kind of thing. Like there's such a space for a middle class character action mm-hmm. kind of thing um, where there where there's you know, the idea is to not just have the low skill floor of a God of War, but also have a really high skill ceiling as well. Yeah. Like as you get through the game, you know, getting really good and getting your combo up. Um, one of the things they do is it's not just a scorekeeping thing in this game. It also allows you to end encounters faster, yeah. get more XP to get more powerful. Like 
you get a lot of rewards for getting good at the combat system in this, but you never have to be like, you never have to, if you're not clicking with it, you can just kind of play it as a beat em up mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. You know, so really low floor, really high ceiling, which I think is the best thing a designer can really shoot for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want it, you want to accomplish a really, you want to accommodate a really wide array mm -hmm. of, uh, how much someone wants to bring to the table with that. Yeah. yeah like, the core mechanic of this is so strong. The, the stuff that you spend the bulk of your time doing in the game uh, just feels so satisfying to do that. Like, as I mentioned, I was, I've been replaying Arkham Knight and I, I was thinking to myself, gee, people crap on this game a lot, but why am I having such a good time? And, like, the, and the reason yeah. is you're still spending 80 to 90% of Arkham Knight doing the stuff that works just as well in this game as it did in the last one. Mm -hmm. Like that, that core chunk of it is fine. That, Yes, it has some black marks on it that, you know, are worth talking about, but you're not, it's not nearly as bad as you think because this part of it is just so much, it's just so much fun to be Batman in this, in this space. In this engine. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and also the fact that it doesn't do, you know, that also kind of works against it as well. I think, you know, like it, it works for it. So every few years, like, yeah, it feels really good to do a Batman, right? Like to, to play in the, the system and like, you know, oh, in between there, I'm going to play Middle Earth. And mm -hmm. uh, and that's going to be a shadow of Mordor, a shadow of war and play as Batman, but with a bow and arrow, you mm -hmm. know, and that's right. really fun. Um, it's more, you know, for me, Arkham Knight, it was a combination of like the bad parts of it, like the fact that I was fighting a lot of armies and, and soldiers and stuff in a tank. But then also just that, like, maybe I just reached a saturation point for this. Yeah. So th like the series will become a thing where, like, when I feel like playing Batman, I can go back to almost any entry in the series Mm -hmm. And just and just replay that one. It can be night. It can be origin. It could be this. It could be shadow of war and get a lot of that feeling from it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a weird almost agnosticism to games that use this thing because the, the base mechanic is really, really fun. It's not a bad thing, but it does mean that there's not a whole lot else to differentiate. You know, I think I think I ended up uh, the you know, it's a, the shadow of war games aren't exactly the same, but they do have a lot of like uh, there's a little bit more base clearing, mm -hmm. but they do have a lot of the same kind of feel to it. Yeah. You know. Which is, I mean, it's good. I mean, this that like that like that system specifically, the combat system is such a huge, such a huge contribution to 3D action games. I think it's, you know, you, you can talk about like, okay, like is it time to think about something new? But like, it feels like Rocksteady solved a problem. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's it's not a surprise that that Spider Man. Um iterates on this so much right oh totally yeah spider that's the other example i, I forgot to mention in that like spider-man is mm -hmm. very similar yeah. to this um in terms of that like it is to my mind it is the marquee middle class or like middleweight character action system yeah you know if i want something less fiddly than than bayonetta but more fiddly than final fight yeah like um uh, speaking to the story and kind of the aesthetics and you know a little bit fan service in this so don't misinterpret me when I say this, but I'm not really a Batman fan. Like I can probably count the number of Batman comics, you know, issues that I've read on less than one hand, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, just, I just, I, I don't really engage with DC comic stuff that much. Just not my, not my path, but I've watched enough of the movies and through cultural osmosis, I know what a lot of these are as just kind of this display and play, play place for these villains and these ideas and these potent relationships, you know, like the one between the Joker and, and Batman and Mr. Freeze's role in this, like, this is incredibly good. This is very fully felt, I think, as an expression of things that are really cool about Batman, 
pulled from a bunch of different sources, a bunch of different eras, a bunch of like particular stories. It is, it feels like masterful synthesis to me. I feel like I'm getting a lot of Batman for my buck when I go into Arkham city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, um, it's really hard. To, I'm sure we talked about this in asylum, but it's really hard to understate how important the animated series is mm -hmm. to kind of that cultural impression of Batman. Like you don't even really have to read the comics. If you watched some of the animated series, which everyone, most people have, you know, yeah. of a certain age and you definitely should, right? Like it's, yeah, you know, the, the best superhero cartoon of all time. Um, the, uh, you just kind of get this, you just kind of understand it. Like Batman is such an easily, easy to grok concept, mm -hmm. you know, much more so than, than other comics, like much more so than X-Men or even Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Like, you know, being, having this, like, I, I protect this city, you know, as a thing, like even that limiting scope, like Batman joins the JLA, but that's easier to ignore than Spider-Man going and joining the Avengers and getting Iron Man tech and shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like very easy just to understand Batman. And this game is, it's such a good intersection of like, appealing to the bat fan and all of us even when we're not batman fans yeah yeah you know not to not to just take your your point and restate it but i, I think that that's yeah. a really good like as somebody who has a little bit more time for the batman comics like mm -hmm. i think that this uh i think you're right yeah i think if i was going to show somebody a piece of batman media it'd be the batman animated series mm -hmm. but if they I was going to show them two pieces of batman media it'd be that and this yeah so. so it was wonderful to get a chance to go back and spend more time in this more time in this mm -hmm. world and Engage with us a little bit more. Thank you so much, Doug. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Mm -hmm. Batman fun. Um, the uh, So, yeah, again, thank you for your support, Doug. We really do appreciate it. Is there anywhere on, like, you know, the no is an okay answer to this. Is there anywhere online where people can find you or anything? Do you, do you do that? Do you want people to find you? Uh, <laughs> are you like the riddler like you want you're like a regular guy but easier to catch <laughs> sure uh, I, I have a small online presence if any um but i am on the duck feed slack uh, i'm as uh, there as jude lodge at ewed because i'm jewish and a lawyer haha -ha. hmm. um <laughs> and then i uh do a podcast with my wife pretty rarely uh right now but uh called bundle of oi where we talk about parenting stuff hmm. um and just to yeah. give you an idea of how uh, we've been infrequent about this. We had a baby and still have not recorded an episode about that, which <laughs> think merits some attention. But, That's like sweet uh, week, sweet week. Yeah. That podcast. Sleep is at a premium. Yes. So we're That's working on that. Yeah. But no, yeah, you can listen to Bundle of Hoy. Um, and I used to do a little podcast that Gary was kind enough to guest on uh, a while back called um, Quarks and Recreation, where that was just a little fun project I did doing a, a science podcast with my nephew. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Which was, really, which was fun and sweet. So check out that episode mm -hmm. and all the rest of them too. Not just the one I'm on, yeah. but that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, definitely. We really appreciate it, Doug. Only you can make this world seem right. Only you can make the darkness bright. Only you and you alone can thrill me like you do and fill my heart with love for only you. <laughs> only you. Um, so yeah, so thank you, Doug. Again, uh, we just let him go because we don't. Uh, we I feel self conscious shilling yeah. while somebody else is on mic. That's just the case. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, we do really do appreciate Doug. Yes, uh, very much. Yeah. Um, 
Doug was able to guest on the episode and dictate this because he is a patron. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, uh, you can also do so. We have some uh, guest episodes and other dictated episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff that we have coming up that I'm most excited about uh, were uh, patron suggestions, and uh, people have been killing it with those. Yes, they have. So, um, so uh, consider going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and supporting mm-hmm. us. The support recently, uh, you know, since we did the redesign, has been amazing. Sorry, I'm distracted. There's a there's a yellow finch on the feeder outside my office window. Oh, there's a bird. Yeah, there's a bird, uh, yeah. which okay, needs to brother. stop. Which needs to stop everything. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's yeah. my, that's the first customer my uh, my, my uh, uh, Niger seed bag has gotten. It's a little yellow <laughs> finch. Look at it go. <laughs> um, no, uh, if you have thoughts about any of the games that we play this month, Life is Strange, Batman Arkham City, or coming up, Hitman 2016. Uh, the deadline for that is the 15th of this month. So if you're listening to it on early release, you have a little bit of time. If you're hearing this on regular uh, release, the public feed, it is too late. However, yeah. it's not too late to write in about next month's games. Yep, which is Puzzle Month, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be the 7th guest slash the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one episode, we're doing two in that because the puzzles are pretty stock standard in that. But the story and narrative and the story behind those games is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, then we were doing Into the Breach extremely excited about that mm-hmm. uh, my game of the year last year yeah and then uh after that we are doing tetris the golden uh, age we'll, of tetris is what we're calling yes. that. yeah multiple tetrises infinite tetrises on infinite <laughs> earth yes. uh and then uh for patrons that month usually we have a patron premium episode uh, the next episode on hitman is patreon patron premium um for next month we're actually doing a full bonus episode because it wouldn't make sense to cut any of those episodes we talked about in half yep um so we're doing an episode on the adventures of lolo mm-hmm which is available on the Nintendo online service on your switch. Yep. And, uh, still holds up really well. Yeah. That's really good. Like, I, but halfway through Lolo, it's very fun. I really wish that that music, uh, it, it is a good loop. I wish there was more of it. <laughs> uh, me, I'm, I'm more into just it staying forever. Yeah. Just those, those two, uh, yep. No bridges, no choruses. Just that. Oh yeah. Just that over and over. I just need that. Give me that loop. <laughs> Uh, the shortest yeah it's probably the shortest best loop <laughs> like not it's not the best loop but is for one that short yeah it might be the best one it, it is the it's intersect- shorter than the bubble wobble one like the bubble <laughs> wobble one has a chorus yeah oh well, yeah it's it, it is the intersection of two very specific lines yeah, yeah. I, uh, I i switched to podcast listening to podcasts while doing it fairly fast mm, yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, if you have anything to, to say about those things, um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be doing, uh, after the this month's response episode, our dispatch episode, we will announce what we have going on the next month, which is also good. Like, we have the yeah. whole year planned out, and it's all interesting, exciting stuff. Yeah. No. So, um, um, ratings and reviews? Please do. Uh, we've gotten yep. some nice ratings and reviews recently. Uh, we want to keep that going. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very helpful. And uh, if you listen to this, if you're listening to this as a patron uh, or not, um, check out the other shows we have on the network as well. Please do. Um, we don't do a lot to promote those. Uh, we just kind of, we get into a habit where we assume everybody knows them. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody knows them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're a patron, you know, check out Bonfireside Chat, even if you're not normally a Souls guy. Yeah. Uh, you might dig it. Uh, Unfilmable, our show about Lovecraft uh, screen adaptations um, is getting a good response. That's mm-hmm. at the, the $5 level. Um, off the Patreon, Patreon we have... Um, we have the level, which mm-hmm. is a uh, video game talk show. Yeah, uh, more or less that uh, the Cole hosts it's with round, uh, some buddies, roundtable kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, there is Days of Future Cast, which is a show that started out being about the X Men animated series, but is more broadly about animated Marvel 
uh, properties mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Gary does with Jeremy Greer. Yep. A uh, friend of the network and uh, host of the network and friend in general, yeah. Jeremy Greer. Um, and that is where that we did that episode on the Spider-Man video game. So yeah. it is kind of like a miniature uh, watch out for fireballs. Uh, so if you like this show, you'll probably like that. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah. And a bunch of other shows. We have uh, information on our website about that. And uh, yeah, we'd love it if you checked out some stuff. Mm-hmm. Please do. That's, that's probably about it. I think that's about it. The the, hmm. the the Finch has moved off the bag and he's over on the big feeder. He's eating, like a big, he's eating like a big boy. That's the signal. I hope. I hope. Uh, a, I hope a Robin doesn't come and bully it out. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yep. Tying it back in, <laughs> or or a Batman doesn't come and bully it out and eat the seed. That'd be really weird at four p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you Batman fun. eats bird seeds. <laughs> you know, he's, like a, just, he's a weirdo. Rotting bananas and bird seeds. You know, <laughs> to, to 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 think like a bat, I have to eat like a bat. <laughs> I, need yeah, to, I need to poop like a bat just on the cave yeah, floor. Just, yeah, he's just pooping all over the cave floor and like everyone just deals with it because if they don't, he'll break their fucking trachea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, until uh, next time, what should they watch out for? Uh, watch out for this yellow finch because he's just going. He's just going, Gary. I, I believe it. <laughs> I don't have your bird disease. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, less impressed by a finch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>